And now, it's time for Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Welcome to the show. This is Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. I'm your host, Captain Zach Sturm. And I'm Gray Birchall. And he's the other host. He, yep. We got some hostess with the mostess <laughs> up in this son of a gun. But yep. uh, we hope you all had a good weekend. Tampa Bay Fishing Radio is back with a cool little thing we call bird law. Bird law. I'm not saying I agree with it. It's just that bird law in this country, it's not governed by reason. There's no such thing as bird law. Yes, there is. You know, what, I'm gonna- you know Gray, I would say that's 100% accurate because yeah. bird law, as we have been seeing from what's been going down at the Skyway Pier and with the Pelican organization that we're not going to name on yeah. the air because, I mean, I, I think that they're going to have enough problems as it is. It's been insane. There's been no logic, reason, or facts taken into it. Uh, several of our local news outlets have just terribly botched this story representing things and affirming things that have no factual basis that's right and and you know the other thing there there is bird law but what's what's funny about it to me is you know it seems like we're in a position right now with whoever yells the loudest and complains the most is in control of it right and yeah there's right. also a lot of huge penalties that you can get yourself involved with uh, when it comes to handling birds improperly or doing something to birds, you know, you know, like feeding them or uh, if, you know, if you're going to abuse birds or things like that, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And actually, I was just looking at this list of federally protected birds. Dude, it is literally like a like if you took the scroll bar Uh and scrolled. It's just on and on and on. Is it like a thick scroll bar? Is it like the really thin scroll bar? The little little scroll bar indicator is tiny. The one that's going to take a while for you to get Yeah, I mean, it's just literally just so small. I mean, there's just thousands, there must be, of federally protected birds, as there should be, because some birds have been off, you know, their their lives have been uh, affected by, um, you know, taking down their habitat and things like that. Or there's like, for instance... I've been doing some research on hawks and ospreys lately. I have a friend who's going through something with that. And, um, you know, they're pesticides, I guess, cause their eggs not to fully form babies, you know, so chicks, I guess. So there's, there's so many things that, that go on. Chicks, eggs, babies. Usually those are the type of things Uh, we're not going to talk about on Tampa Bay fishing radio because that's kind of what you get on the water to get away from. Hey, yeah. Pun intended chicks, (laughs) except for those of you that like to join us on the water. Ladies, we appreciate that you fish Uh, big shout out to uh, birds. That sounds silly, but realistically guys, at the end of the day, our biggest problem that we have here is misrepresentation of the news, yeah. emotional responses that are generated by incorrect reporting that cause people to lose their rights. Yeah. And the rights that we're concerned about, this is Tampa Bay Fishing Radio, we're concerned about the rights of fishermen. Yeah. And you know us from Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You may not realize we are representing all recreational fishermen. I don't care if it's a guy offshore 100 miles on a a million dollar boat or if it's a guy taking his son out fishing from the pier on the skyway pier we have been in both scenarios and frankly we're all the same what we're what we're most concerned with here is what you're going to hear about later on in the show we have the skyway misfits group that we 
played part of their interview last week, but we're going to play it again because it's very important that everybody get out there and they ask for objectivity from the news reporting community and from their local leaders because the last thing that we want are people to be essentially in a who can scream the loudest type scenario like we had talked about before, Gray, because that's not how to get things done properly. Well, there's actually a cycle to this, right? And it leads, it actually leads a very dangerous place. When the laws are uh, not abided by and when we convict people through the court of public opinion, as opposed to actually allowing uh, judgment to be passed by, uh, I don't know, a jury of your peers, right? Um, you run in, you, before you finish this, I'm yep. sorry to cut you off, Gray, but yep. if you're just joining or you wonder what in the hell we're talking about, yeah. there has been an allegation from a local Pelican group that's, to the best of my knowledge, unaccredited. We're right. not talking about the Audubon Society or something like that. We're talking no. about just, uh, a, a, in my experience, a crazy lady mm-hmm. that is not taking <laughs> logic or reason or anything else like yeah. that into effect. And the claims are being made that pelicans are being essentially scalped Scalped. using tools and that a man or a woman or whomever, a human being, is purposely doing this to harm these poor birds. And I'd be the first one to say, hey, you show me somebody that's harming wildlife like that, hey, throw the book at them. That is BS. Absolutely. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, we're never going to defend a position of like, you know, hey, it's cool to abuse animals. No. No. What we're saying is it's not cool to false to to accuse people of things when you don't have the evidence. You don't have any. That's the the point. You're correct. And especially when your accusations are irresponsibly spread around through the media without fact checking. That's right. Which is just pathetic. You have Facebook Mm -hmm. fact checking elections, fact checking politics and stuff like that. I'm sorry, guys, but I think the outdoors is more important than politics. It is. Forgive me. Why in the hell are people not fact-checking this nonsense that's being spread around? And that's something that you really need to demand from your leaders happen. And if this is the way we can get ticked off about it, but the most important, all of you at home are the ones that have the power. You're the ones that need to take situations like this and say, hey, I am tired and fed up with false information that's unsubstantiated being spread because right now people are starting to think that there's someone going around intentionally harming these birds yep. and the intentions of these individuals that we have and a lot of stuff has been uh I'd say amended on their side because they realized probably how stupid it sounded right. and it's been I uh, edited, I guess, on Facebook, you'd call yeah. it. It's been edited, and we saved all Thank the original screenshots. You know, they're trying to save face, and it's just pathetic. Well, there's there's a lot of danger in this, and like I said, I agree. It, there's not. There used to be uh, certain ways of holding people accountable for this kind of situation. When we had objective like, journalism, right? It seems well, like. and and what really should be going on is like you have you have uh, these these local media outlets that are willing to pick up one side of the story, but not the other. Correct. And And uh, Symphony Smoot from Fox 13, I'm talking to you. Right. She unfortunately completely botched the facts on the reporting there. Yeah. And it, she she's more than happy to give me a response on that. Uh, we have the folks that she interviewed also saying that she misrepresented what she was going to report on in the interview too. Yeah. I, that's a, it, you know, and then the I find deal out is if there's not a, if there's not somebody out there scalping pelicans 
if there isn't a human out there that's actually scalping the pelicans, then what what you don't have is you don't have a news story. You don't have uh, outrage. You don't have justification for your bird group to, to protect birds. Right. Or illegally much. feed them. Right. Or this is one of the yeah. things that's been edited yeah. from Facebook, folks. Well, and sometimes They're when you're illegally. doing illegal things, it's nice to point out something much larger. Right. right. Well, to, they, I believe they justify scale. their actions. Yeah. They, so they can do illegal things. Right. Hey, I know we've been feeding the pelicans, but guess what? Somebody out there has been scalping them. And I right? think they've been at, so advised. Don't worry about us. Worry about this pelican scalper, this this masked man who this, comes the to the pier and, and, and grabs pelicans. Hell, the boogeyman probably has more objective fact behind him than this pelican scalper. A a healthy, live pelican, which is a young, these are all young pelicans. I have not ever, unless it was caught up in something, been able to get within 10 feet of one. Oh, they'll kick your ass. Well, they just won't let you, they just leave. They just, they can fly, right? I can't. So there's a very low probability that I'm going to be able to catch. If you learn how to do that, you got to teach me because that would be tight. Yeah. so, so it's, uh, you know, just that fact alone makes it very hard to, to conceptualize the story that's being, uh, fabricated here, but you know, it's an interesting situation. And of course, uh, like we talked about, um, it's a, it's a slippery slope when you have, uh, people saying things about each other and it's going very public because it does turn into the defamation of character, uh, or, you know, libel slander, that kind of stuff. That's where it gets really, really dangerous. And you run into a situation where, uh, if it isn't rectified, you know, where does it go next? Right. What's Correct. the, you know, because like, it's not my right to ruin your livelihood or your reputation just because I decided to run my mouth about you. Yeah. Now, right. if you were to, let's, let's be honest about this. Yep. If you were running your mouth about me saying, Hey, Zach is dumping motor oil or something like that right. into a, a, a water body or something. Hey, that is illegal. That is wrong. Zach would be punished for that because, I mean, at that point, Zach would just suck. I mean, we're talking about a different Zach, not me, but you get what I'm saying, all of you out there. If there's facts behind this and you have video of it or pictures or some type of evidence, that's one thing. Yeah. But to just fabricate what is your, at in essence, just your opinion, your idea from your imagination. Yep. And then have it represented all throughout the news as fact. That's where we run into a problem. And unfortunately, we're looking, we're talking about our friends at the Skyway Fishing Pier. Uh, a lot of you that listen to the show, you fish at the Skyway Pier. We are not going to stand around and watch you all get bullied by people that don't have any. Uh, the way I look, uh, the way I look at it, Gray. Yep. Hannah's a lawyer. No, you know, she's in law school. Well, close, close enough. She's she's soon to be a she's lawyer. She'll be a fancy pants lawyer. Three quarters and, of the way, through. and she'll she'll pay for all our fishing outings someday. We hope we hope so, Hannah. But think about the court of law. That you have to be able to prove your case with evidence, and that evidence needs to be objective. Yeah, and then it needs to be tried by a jury. If you don't have that. You don't have a case. Exactly. And there's nothing to talk about and nothing to convict anybody of. And I, and I certainly don't think an entire group of fishermen that are good people that are just trying to go mm-hmm. to the fishing pier and enjoy time with their friends and family should be punished because someone had an idea about something in the news, right? tripped over their legs enough and didn't fact check anything that they just published a bunch of garbage 
And now people in the community are becoming outraged because, I mean, you got to admit it, Gray, when we're on this side of it, think if you were just somebody that didn't know any better, you just turned on your television set, you watch the news and you take it for gospel. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, a lot of people are waking up and not doing that anymore, but some people are, and that doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them a victim to false reporting. Right. You know, that we even uh, during the whole election thing, I think Donald Trump was the one that coined the whole fake news thing. Yeah. And- a lot of people associate that with politics now, but you got to kind of look at it. We're seeing a lot of this fake news type stuff happening, and it's it's absolutely absurd. So the fishing community yeah. needs to be protected yeah. because we're all in this together. And frankly, it's going to break my heart if these fishermen and the tourists that visit the area end up punished over something that wasn't even real. Absolutely. And of course... We we end up in a in a very dangerous place where this kind of thing can happen over and over and over again because it's set a precedent precedent excuse me set a precedent set a precedent uh, to where there was no penalty there was nothing you know done to anybody as a as a um, you know something that stops them from doing it again sure. and that's that's why it's important now you know to clarify what we're talking about is if you're not, just tuning in yeah not that we're like we want people to understand something is happening to the pelicans we don't know if it's natural or if it's man-made we sure as hell want to know right though. we want to know what's going on so that way we can clarify this in the future absolve any guilt if possible and obviously if there is a guilty party then that person needs to be prosecuted Agreed. that's you, know, you can't be out there uh, abusing the wildlife but we're not going to also allow people to make up stories and to push know, an agenda, right, right? To push an agenda and to fake to, narratives, to grow your an group agenda and all that are, other kind of stuff. No, that's so the last thing. That's we're what allow. we're standing against at this point. And of course, we would like to find out what's actually happening with the Pelicans. There's a lot of opinions out there, and um, we don't know what the right one is yet. But still, that's that's our stand on it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And guys, we're gonna go into the first commercial break coming up here really shortly. But if you get a chance. Check out our friends at Rivard Buick GMC, one of our partners on the show. They are the place where I have purchased my vehicle. My family purchases their vehicles. A lot of the listeners, a lot of you listening have gone to Rivard Buick GMC. They're great folks. Go to RivardBuickGMC.com and check out all the awesome vehicles they have, whether it be a new or a pre-owned one. I promise you they will take care of you. Tell them we sent you and they will hook you up with the deal of a lifetime. I mean, they're pretty much the cheapest I've ever seen in the Southeast, and that's why they're the number one GMC dealer in the state of Florida. But guys, we'll be right back after this. We have some special guests, and it's going to be a fun show today. Hey, at the end of the day, Tampa Bay Fishing Radio wants the Pelican saved, and fishermen, we got your back against lies. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa on 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back, early risers. This is Captain Zach Sturm here, Ray Birchall. And we are Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. We were just talking about our buddy Curtis Green Seats Yandel from Rivard Buick GMC, number one GMC dealership in Florida, soon to be number one in the Southeast with your help. Uh, Big friends of ours, uh, big supporters of our show. Uh, Curtis 
was kicking ass and taking names the other day. Got a lot of sheep's head, a lot of mangrove snapper. Go ahead, Gray. You were kind of getting into that before we had to cut to break. Yeah, he just, you know, he found some uh, structure uh, in between Port and Manatee and the uh, Skyway. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, so if you're rough day, bad weather, that kind of stuff, um, you know, right now the the mangrove snapper bite is strong. And, uh, of course, we talk about it a lot because it really is one of the few ways to get meat in the Tampa Bay right now is mangrove snapper, sheep's head. Uh, you know, and, and that's about it. I mean, well, yeah, great with all these fish shut down your redfish, yeah. your trout and your snook. I mean, you guys know that are listening just as well. It can kind of be a pain in the ass when you just want to have a fish fry. We got yeah. a little bit of luck with the silver trout. The last that's time right. that we were out, got a nice, Hell, that was almost a, a month ago that we were catching those. And then black sea bass, you know, you can catch those in the bay sometimes. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, like you said, the, the three uh, flats fish are pretty much shut down and have been shut down for a long time. Now, I did just see the FWCs posting a, uh, a notice about a meeting. Shout out to Bang Energy Drinks. <laughs> um, they're, uh, they're, doing a, um, they're doing a meeting. So I guess they're going to have some sort of forum where they're going to try and talk about what the, the next step is with the fishery for the, the redfish, trout, and uh, snook. And- so it'll be interesting to see if they're willing to... To, to hear some opinions on open it back up because I think it's time. Yeah, great. In my opinion, redfish, trout, and snook, uh, they're really the staples of the inshore fishery. You can't find an inshore fishing themed shirt or any type of apparel that yeah. doesn't feature the patterns of redfish, trout, and snook. And a lot of folks are probably like, what in the hell even is that at this point? Because they're not used to seeing them harvested. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't make it out on the boat, so they don't see them at the cleaning tables and such, right. which I'm okay with. I've never been a big uh, fan of harvesting redfish anyway, but it's getting to the point, I'm like, dude, give me some black and redfish. I don't want to have to wait until I, I go up in three and, years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the only time I have redfish at this point is going up with Captain C.A. Richardson in the summer times to Louisiana, Louisiana yeah. in Venice. You know, it's redfish are everywhere up there. My gosh, we're fishing artificial killing. Well, you it. know, one thing that I've heard about up there and also in Texas, uh, which Texas is going to need some help. They had a bad week and um, yeah, they did their weather. You know, we complain about the weather here. It's way nicer here than it is in Texas. Uh, speaking of, uh, w- go ahead. I was going to say they actually do. Um, they do a lot with stock management up there where they, um, where they actually That's farm exactly raise. What I was thinking. Yeah, they farm raise these fish and release them into the wild, and uh, I think it actually helps a lot with the ability to uh, to keep them, you know, a healthy population and also allow a lot of harvesting of the fish. So it's a great situation, and I know that there's some uh, programs in Florida where they're starting to try to explore it because there's really no reason not to. I think it's a. I think it'd be a great thing. You just have to kind of wonder, you know, if if it would have a, an effect on stuff like forage fish, you know, your pilchards and all that stuff, if it would drastically decline their population. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, that's for scientists to figure out. I'm just a regular dude who talks on the radio out of, out of my ass, basically. So that's, well, yeah, I, so, mean, yeah. I, I, I think that you're a little bit yeah. uh, more pronounced than that, but right. I mean, whatever, this is one of two, five, the bone. I mean, if but it, I just want, you know, I just want people to focus on this stuff because I think it would be cool for us to have, sure. uh, you know, that, that thing that, um, essentially nurseries like fish nurseries are out there and that's, they, that's how they use it to stock the population. But Texas with these, uh, with these freezes, it just killed tons of fish up there. Sure. Of course, it's also killed 30 people. And it's killed uh, a bunch of windmills from what I hear. A lot of what? Windmills. 
Oh yeah, the windmills froze over. I know. Um, this so- is a perfect time to do a solar plug. So <laughs> if you're if you're not familiar, Gray Birchall is in the solar industry. He puts yep. solar panels on the tops of people's homes. He has sponsored the show in a lot of ways that have benefited our listeners. Uh, tell tell the listeners a little bit about how they can do this because essentially what he does, guys, in a nutshell, is if you own your home, you can purchase these solar panels and it ends up costing you less every month than if than you pay your power actual power bill. Right. And there's eventually an end date where you never have to pay That's anything right. again. So your, your and you, payments, yeah, when you your don't have to depend on the power company that hikes up rates every few years and stuff like that. That's so right. Give so them, there's another the pitch. There's another thing that's going on here. It's a huge concern. And obviously there are people in Texas all over the place that are without power. Um, now, of course, you know, you got to have sunlight in order to power solar panels. But what a lot of people in Texas that are doing well right now, what their, you know, what their actual solution is, is a battery system. And we offer Tesla power walls. Uh, we're one of the number one installers of Tesla power walls in the country. Uh, so that's an important thing. If you want to have power when there is no power, you need to have some sort of backup system for your house. Uh, but the Tesla Powerwall is one of the best. And, uh, of course, uh, we're a pro at installing them, but, uh, that working in conjunction with your solar system, uh, will allow your home to be powered. And, um, you know, of course it's, it's a great solution for a situation like what's going on, uh, up in Texas. So it's, it's really unfortunate what those people are going through up there. With these storms, uh, you know, my, my heart goes out to them and, uh, you know, obviously pray for them because it is a tough situation. I can't imagine, um, you know, a lot of the homes are being destroyed and stuff like that. So, and a lot of lives have been lost 30 people so far, I believe is the That's number. That's crazy for, it a, is. for a cold snap. So just like make sure, well, make sure that, uh, make sure that, you know, you can get ahead of this stuff. And in a lot of cases we can do a battery backup system and have solar for your home and still be in a range of payment that's close to, or maybe even less than, in some cases, your power bill, because that's-, that's And the uh, more important thing is, yep. you don't have to depend on the power company. You're eventually going to be able to say, you guys can kick rocks. That's right. I don't and, need you. And I'm right now, Tico's raising rates 18%. Duke's raising rates 6%. You can look it all up. Um, all these power companies, Florida Power and Light's going to be raising rates uh, 15% over the next five years, four years. So there's all these things on the horizon. If you have solar, it goes up 0%, yep. right? So just keep that in mind when you're when you're thinking about comparing solar versus your power company. Message us on Facebook for more information at Tampa Bay Fishing Radio, yep. or you can give Gray a call or a text at 904-505-1762. Come on. We got to be radio people. <laughs> give it to him one more time. 904-505-1762. Florida Solar Experts on Facebook is a picture of me holding a hogfish is the profile pic. And, uh, or you can look look for me on Instagram too, Florida Solar Experts, at Florida Solar Experts. Well, so. that, that was a fun pitch. But yeah, yeah. Texas, uh, we, I love the way that they're doing that with the redfish and releasing them into the wild from being farmed. It, it's certainly, uh, I, I think it'd be great if we had Louisiana... Uh, redfish numbers down here in Florida, because if we could do something extra, again, there would be concerns with the ecosystem and all that. But in a high pressured fishing area like Tampa Bay, hey, more fish is great for everybody. It is. And you know what else? It would bring a lot of money to the to the area. Um, you would have more people doing inshore charters and stuff like that. Um, I know that right now the inshore guides are, you know, you know they've got to go. People do charters and a lot of times they expect to bring home a bag of meat. 
you know, and sometimes it's hard to explain to someone who comes meat, to the area. Bag of meat. Everything's better with a bag of meat. It is. Catch some fish. Gonna eat. All right. I don't know so. that song. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, regardless. So uh, the, you know, it's it's good to get meat. And so I think uh, it was a bag of on weed a tr- on Family Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Um, Just in case anybody wondered. Yeah. John Morgan's probably listening to this like, yeah, I know that. But when you explain to a charter that, you know, there's no chance of you keeping a fish, I mean, you know, unless we go out and bottom fish for mangrove snapper or something like that. I mean, that's, that's kind of disheartening, right? So you might, you might pick an offshore charter instead, you know, so that's. Nothing wrong with that. It's a lot more. Shout out to Captain Morgan's fishing adventures. Shout out to. It might be more expensive. It might be outside the budget. uh, When you put six people on a boat, not really. Yeah. I mean, my inshore guys, they take care of business. The offshore guys do too. And if you have six guys that want to go out that's there, that's a good point. Yeah. You're, just, you're paying the same. Bigger boat. Yeah. yeah. Just bigger boats to divide it up against more people. And sometimes so it's fun good. riding out in beanbags on a, a huge boat and that's just true. going, you know, getting pulled around by grouper and snapper all day. You know, big shout out to our friends at Captain Morgan's Fishing Adventures. He's yeah. one of our good partners on Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook. And big shout out to Real Coquina Charters. Our good friend Pablo and Captain Pablo and Captain Brian, they do a fantastic job. They do. And uh, also Captain Mark Fewox. Yeah. Mark and Fish Charters, also a great guy. Good friend of our friend Mike Mahoney at TA Mahoney and Company. We we get the chance to work with so many cool guys here. Got to give them a shout out sometimes because they truly do put people on some badass fish and make memories, which is what fishing is all about, um, which is kind of why we're trying to figure out what is going on with this situation with the Skyway Pier. What the hell is going on? Yeah, we are a bit perplexed and hopefully we're able to shine a little bit of light on this after speaking with the people that spend the most time at the Skyway Pier right. later on in the show. Yeah, great. It's, it's one hell of a deal. Yeah. And we're always wanting to make sure that whatever it is that we find out is going to be the best version of the story that is the closest to the truth. The real objective version. Exactly. You know, based upon fact and reason. Especially when you're in a situation where there's so much at stake, right? We're talking about the rights of fishermen throughout Tampa Bay. Or the rights of people, period. Yeah, and that's like, you know, that's that's such an issue for me. And it's something that I, I really can't just continuously sit back and allow, you know, and we, we as a show and we as friends can't sit back and allow people to just be accused and lose their rights because they got accused. Right. That's just completely wrong. When we see an injustice like this and we're, we're not, we're not social justice warriors or anything of that nonsense. We're just a couple of simple guys that have a fishing show, but when it comes down to it, you all trust us and you all tune into us for your entertainment it's our responsibility having this platform that we've been so fortunate to have. Mm-hmm. We need to use it for good and make sure that our fellow anglers and the folks that support people like our friends at Rivard Buick GMC, Bubba Blade, all these fantastic sponsors. We need to make sure that you all are supported and represented. So this, I don't think it's a big deal that we just ask a few questions. Absolutely. And of course, when we're talking about fishing, Fishermen have a lot of rights, as they should. You know, they have the right to carry a firearm on themselves if they want. Like that is open correct. carry. I'm carrying they, one right they now. They have the right to not be harassed. They have the right, you know, there, there's all sorts of rules and regulations that come along with fishing that you're not allowed to do to a fisherman. That is correct. 
So we have to make sure that those things stay intact. They're important to fishermen and they allow fishermen to fish without a hassle or stress. And that's, that's what a lot of people do is this is their way of unwinding. And especially Mm -hmm. let's be honest. uh, A lot of you guys out there have boats. Yep. A lot of you out there wade fish. Some people wade fishing might be dangerous. Some people don't have boats. So they fish at these piers and they have become hot spots for anglers, teaching other anglers, good things. There's a whole community. I mean, we're interviewing one in just a little bit on the show, the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group from Facebook. Right. And there's 6,000 members on that thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is no little organization. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at, if you look at a lot of these organizations, no offense, but they don't have 6,000 people that like their page, that subscribe to their page. Um, you, you know, and, and it's that or they, you know, the content becomes stale because it becomes more about getting advertisements than it does about what actually I'm talking about any organization, information, you know, look at small businesses right. and stuff that when you have that kind of reach, it's important that, you know, you use it to make sure that stay true to your you message. Right thing. Yes. Just like we talked about, I think it was last week we were talking about, you know, uh, network television and network radio, uh, things like that compared to like what's going on with like, uh, YouTube, right. Yeah. You know, I'd say more television so much, but it's, it's gotten so bad with television where you can't even have a TV show that has relevant advertising on it that even pertains to anything that you're watching. I mean, so it's like the interests are completely lost. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and you know, we, and we have to go to another lot. commercial break, but I just want to say from <laughs> Gray and I, you know, rest in peace to Rush Limbaugh. We lost yeah, him this week. Absolutely. And, uh, he was, a. Uh, he was definitely, regardless of anyone's politics or anything, those of us in broadcasting, the guy knew how to, he, just everything, his pacing and everything was impressive. So mm-hmm. he will be missed, rest in peace. But guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with the Skyway Misfits Group on Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. So, Gray, we have a, uh, we got a caller, it looks like, uh, talking about this. Uh, We have on the line a few folks that are part of the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group. On Facebook, you may know them. They are another great fishing group like Tampa Offshore Fishing that essentially takes local anglers and gets them together and they share information and it's a very tight knit community and and they have a very large amount of them and they're all concentrated around the Skyway Pier. Uh, Guys, please introduce yourselves personally and thanks for taking the time to talk to us on the show today. Not a problem, Zach. My name is Mike. I'm one of the members from the Misfits. I've been fishing the Skyway Pier for 20 years, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, tell us a a little bit about what's going on with this Pelican issue in your eyes from your experience. In all reality, we're trying to figure it out ourselves. We'd like to have some answers for it. There's a lot of slander and a lot of false accusations and pointing. Most fishermen are also bird advocates. Part of being a sportsman is you support your wildlife. Your wildlife is important to you. Without the wildlife, the sport itself is gone as well. Correct. I mean, they, they, they fish as much as we do. 
I mean, I, I know personally when I can't find bait, I rely on birds to find bait. Inshore, offshore, it doesn't really matter. And if you go to a fishing area and you do not see a single bird, it kind of lets you know the area isn't productive. Correct. I, I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. And I, I think that Let's go ahead and debunk this myth right now, because essentially from what we've researched is all of this began when a local Pelican advocacy group essentially went to some of the local news media. I believe uh, Bay News 9 was involved. I believe ABC Action News was involved. And and essentially the, the narrative that has gone out to the general public, a lot of you at home that are listening and may have heard about this was that these pelicans were purposely harmed and and scalped, quote-unquote, God forbid, by a person. And the accusation was made toward the Skyway Fishing Pier, and it was heavily implied based upon what we understood that the fishermen were to blame for this. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yes, I can, I can attest that they have kind of pointed the fingers at a fisherman. I, I, we're missing some factors in like these birds do dive bomb shallow waters. They do dive bomb for bait close to pilings. They are close to the concrete. I can attest that many anglers have seen these birds actually hit the the structure and it is traumatizing for us to even see that happen. And we do try to assist the bird, but to flat out call a fisherman for, this kind of abuse is sickening. One of the things that I've heard, this is Gray, by the way. We uh, Good to meet you guys. Thanks for calling in. But uh, one of the things I've heard about pelicans is as they get older, I know that their vision gets worse and worse and worse. And essentially, that's the reason that they eventually die is because they can't hunt effectively like they used to. So do you think it's possible, like you mentioned, that they uh, dive bomb into structure or maybe hit the pier or stuff like that. Do you think it's a result of being an older pelican? I mean, do do, do we, Um, is that a possibility? Maybe that the track record is that these are old pelicans that have knocked into things. No, from looking at what they're showing, they are actually juvenile new hatchlings. Okay. This would explain the issues because they're new to the area. They're new to the environment. Yep. They're new altogether. They're toddlers per se. Right. Okay. That's interesting. I was wondering, I, you know, it kind of, I just, my logic would tell me, Hey, look, I mean, it's an older Pelican can't see as well, you know, knocking into stuff, but, um, you know, well, one of the things, just a theory. Well, I got you guys. I, I want to ask because I've, I've noticed, uh, based upon what I've been reading in the videos that have been sent in to us by a lot of your fantastic members on Skyway Misfits Fishing Group, uh, we've noticed that these pelicans are diving directly into the bottoms and the feet and such of these pylons, and it leads me to wonder. I know you guys are there all the time. Are am I led to believe I haven't been there in a little while? Right. That all of these legs, for the most part, are covered in oysters and barnacles like the rest of them that we throw the nets and catch bait on. Is that pretty much how all of them are? Every single one of them. And they actually have a bigger buildup than what most people are used to considering the age of them. Wow. It, okay. it, it, well, what, my, what my theory was, and it's not only my theory, I can't take credit, but it was uh, actually it was brought up by uh, several people, including a gentleman that investigates these type of traumas and such for insurance companies. And he's actually going to be joining us on the show today later as well to give his objective view of how this is all working. Uh, but for the most part, I, I would like to ask, is it possible, in your opinion, 
that these pelicans are diving to get the bait because I know that when we're throwing the net personally as fishermen, we see these bait a lot of times congested and surrounding the pylons and not just out there in the open. So I'm wondering if they're aiming for these pods of uh, pilchards and threadfin herring and ending up hitting their heads because, of course, the impact from such a dive could could be catastrophic to you know anyone's flesh. They can be hitting pilings, diving the bait, or even so much as clipping the concrete for the pier itself while they're making the turn to dive because they're blindsided. They're focused at their food. Now, I got a question for y'all. are muddy this time of year. I got another question, which is I've heard that since this has been going on, uh, there's been increased oversight at the Skyway. Tell me a little bit about the extra rules that have been imposed as a result of this accusation. We have implemented, we are not allowed to sell sabikis out of the bait shop. We have knocked it down to a three rod limit per person. It is okay. also, we have pelican awareness signs. If you hook a pelican all over the place, there's signs of do not feed the pelicans. Okay. On the back of every pass that you buy, it tells you at rule seven, please do not feed the birds. It's illegal. I got gotcha. let, let me ask you this, and, and this this may be a practical question. I, I know that you all may not, you know, be employees of the Skyway Pier, but I know that you working or uh, fishing there rather know some of the folks that are, are working there, I'm sure. In your best approximation, if one of those rules mm-hmm. were to be, uh, say, broken by someone attending the pier, can they be asked to be removed or trespassed? Correct. They can. Usually we will call FWC or a state trooper and have them removed. It implies a threat to everybody and the wildlife. Uh, one of my concerns, reason I ask this is because it's it was brought to our attention the other day. And, and I'll be honest, we, we were actually going to feature uh, this woman on the show. But after these new revelations and a few unbased accusations, we felt that essentially it would just be a, a you know, we didn't feel that it was worth the time of our listeners because she pretty much explained everything in writing, uh, all the facts. But what I'm getting to is the Pelican group has admitted to feeding these Pelicans, which one from our research is illegal in the state of Florida, yep. but also it appears to be in direct violation of the rules that folks are required to follow to be allowed on the pier in the first place. So, my question is, uh, how how are they still allowed to be on the pier? Well, that's the thing, um, and this is Victoria. I've been hey, part Victoria. of this group for about eight years. Um, they kind of just adopted me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so the problem is, is we have recently put out some requests that anybody from our fishing group call the FWC. You know, have things reported. Um, our main thing here is to help the birds, and we know that feeding birds builds bad habits. It of course. Puts them in nature, um, it poses risks for both birds and people involved, um, and we're trying to have people report it to the FWC versus confronting people. Yeah, that's bad. Confrontation or irritation, um, and another issue with that was we have made efforts to reach out to the group. Um, and I've been met with a lot of resistance and denial. Um, a lot of our members have been blocked from asking any kind of educative questions. Tell us a little bit more about that, about how that has worked. Uh, you're, you're saying just uh, 
that essentially you all have even reached out to this group to try to essentially work with them and find middle ground and they have refused your they refused your help speak with a lot of us and i know that that's the biggest issues and i'm a rescuer that's been in the field for 10 25 years they'll tell you the fastest way to conduct a rescue or to find issues that are going on is to work with the local populace and you know as fishermen i've personally myself i've never met a single person on the pier that was unwilling to help rescue a bird or to unhook them sure. um, when i was newer to the fishing atmosphere i actually had a couple people that were helping me to untangle my line from a bird and it was, it was great the rescue group in question has declined to have a sit down talk with me. You know, they didn't want to work with our group. They've made a lot of accusations. Um, and it, it's been more harmful than helpful in this situation. Our whole thing is we love the birds and we love the fishing. We right. want everything to coexist. Right. And, and that's, uh, that brings me to another question, if I can ask you all. Uh, one thing that was, it was meant to be one of my questions for the Pelican advocate, but they, again, re- wrote all of this out, uh, along with a, a very, a very unfounded accusation that despite our efforts to get them on the show, that we no longer wanted to have them on the show when there was no, there was no rescinding of that invitation until they went out of their way to make these claims, which we found to be absurd. Uh, the, right. the problem that we have here, when, when we're talking about the Pelican advocacy groups, they want to shut down the peer from a lot of these social media posts that I'm seeing. Uh, how, how exactly when the anglers, the ones that are not illegally feeding the Pelicans, the ones that are fishing there, et cetera, and even taking their time to help injured pelicans without taking pictures of them and all kinds of what some would call virtue signaling, uh, which uh, some of these folks have been doing from the pictures that we see online. If they were to shut down the fishing pier, all of these pelicans are still going to seemingly injure themselves based upon what we see, and there'll simply be nobody there to help them. So uh, what are they trying to accomplish, in your opinion, by blaming the fishermen for this? By blaming the fishermen, I think they can accomplish the fact that they can close down the pier. Essentially, it's it's a stab at recreational fishing. It's just a stepping stone. If yeah. we look into any of the activist groups, start with an inch and take the whole mile. I, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's really funny. Um, I had an, an experience with this, and I don't know if it's even related to the same group. But I used to, uh, I still, I fish sometimes out of Palmetto, I, you know, and I use the boat ramp there to clean fish. They have a, a, a cleaning table. that's pretty nice. And I was, uh, you know, I do something when I'm cleaning fish, which is I, I, uh, cut the, or I pop the fish's eyes. I know this is like really nice to talk about on the radio, but we all do it, but yeah, I pop their eyes to <laughs> make sure they that their carcasses sink. Right. So, you know, and I know that you guys probably clean a lot of fish too, and you probably also have pelicans try to hang around you while you're cleaning these fish, don't you? Cool. No, this is where this kind of comes into. Yep. Due to FWC and some regulations out there, we do not have fillet stations on that pier and fish are to remain in whole portion when they leave that pier. I did not know that. That's, okay, a, that's really that's interesting. A whole, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I, mean, I had no idea. So, well, let me, 
let me tell you what went on here. So um, I'm cleaning fish at a fillet table and there are pelicans and I'm popping the eyes and I, you know, uh, f pelicans, they want fish carcasses. I'm sorry. They just, that's what they, you know, if they it's can what, live off of eat. them, that's I what mean, they want. It's like, we'd like a right. cheeseburger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I get it. There's spines on fish carcasses and things like that that can be not so great for a pelican to try to swallow. Uh, so I kind of through common sense decided I would pop the eyes so they'd sink. But I had a lady come out and ask me if I would just like not throw my fish carcasses in the water. Right. And so, okay, fine. You know, if that's what you want, uh, you know, if it makes you feel better, I'll do that. Yeah. Avoid conflict right. with somebody right. that you don't know. I yeah. Mean, just I mean, I don't know who yeah. she is, where she came from, anything like that. She's with the bird group and I, I don't know anything about it. Well, hey, Gray, um, let's finish our conversation yep. with these guys and in just a second and finish your story. Unfortunately, we have to go to a quick commercial break. Let's do it. But guys, when we come back, we'll be right here. Pick up where we left off with the folks from the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group and Gray's story about I'm not even sure where this is yep. going. Right but. after this obscene profit break the, oh, this obscene prop that's a, that's a rush limbaugh right there there you go rest in peace yeah. rush we'll be right back after this you're listening to tampa bay fishing radio presented by rivard buick gmc in tampa on 102.5 the bone and now it's time for tampa bay fishing radio presented by rivard buick gmc in tampa on 102.5 the bone is in the building. Welcome back, guys. We're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Well, you're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Yeah. We're on Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Right. But, uh, I mean, there we go. There's our, there's our mess up of the morning. We have the opportunity to have the folks from the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group on Facebook here. If you're just joining us, we're talking a little bit about the Pelican issue that seems to be plaguing the Skyway fishing piers, uh, the piers that are a huge tourism attraction for a lot of folks to just kind of get out of the house during uncertain times and fish with their families. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on the show. When we left off, Gray was talking about an experience that you had. Gray, can you kind of recap the listeners? Yeah, well, we were just talking about, you know, I clean fish and sometimes I fish out of Palmetto. And um, when I'm cleaning fish after going offshore, uh, i pop the eyes, throw the carcasses in the water and they sink. I had someone approach me and ask me not to do that anymore. So, you know, we said, well, where would you want us to put them? And she gave us a bag and then we took the bag and threw it in the garbage. Um, but you know, then they, then they came up with this thing next to the cleaning table. And if you guys have ever fished out of Palmetto, you may have seen it before. It's literally a tube that you put fish carcasses in. That right? sounds terrible. Well, you know, they're, they want the fish carcasses, you put it in the tube and then the fish carcass slides down it and it goes down to the, the bottom, you know, to the floor of the, uh, bay there. Right. I don't think anyone understands how gravity works. Yeah. One of these but together. you know, it goes down into the water and sinks down to the bottom. So now this tube is turned into this thing that is literally filled all the way up to the top with nasty water and fish carcasses mixed. Oh my God, dude, it is absolutely atrocious. It makes you want to throw up like while you're there. And so I, you know, I, I don't know what, what the, the solution is to keep the pelicans away from the fish carcasses. You know, I try to sink them if I can, but it seems like there's this, this situation where maybe some common sense 
you know, there's got to be some common sense approach to it somewhere. So you're telling me where, that this was essentially implemented by somebody that felt emotionally that they were doing the right thing, but objectively right. they weren't accomplishing anything. I want to protect animals but, too. I have no intention for any animal to 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 die. No, no. That I'm not going to harvest, right? I think we're yeah. all in agreement yeah. with that. So, so it, to me, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, that would be my intention. But I also don't know what to do about pelicans wanting to eat fish carcasses because that's what they've always done. Right. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know in a real situation how detrimental it is to the pelicans, but it's, it's a pretty strange situation. Now, as it relates to you guys at the Skyway, you know, you have pelicans that people have said were scalped and possibly were done by fishermen. And you, you guys have, you guys have witnessed these birds diving into uh structure and into oyster beds sometimes, you know, where, you know, there's oyster beds under the water there, which so, is likely. Right. So, and so it's kind of like a, this natural situation, but it seems like, like you said, these activists come out and they want to make it people's fault. Well, they, they want to make everything that, people's fault. That's correct. Well, they made it clear just for the listeners. So, yeah. you know, uh, this advocacy group actually admitted on its own Facebook page that they have no evidence to back up any claims that these birds were harmed purposely by human beings. It was simply what they thought. I just want to make that clear to the listeners that there is no objectivity or fact to back any of these claims up. So I understand it can be a very emotional and uh, upsetting thing for people to hear, but the group themselves had admitted there is nothing based in reality or fact that makes this the truth. So that, that's something to know. Go ahead, guys. I hate to interrupt, but might, might I point out as well that they're stating that this is happening at nighttime. Yes, now, sir. If you're in anything knowledgeable about birds or fishing, that 99.9% of those birds are sleeping at night. Is that, is that true? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, they would be. I mean, I never see them at night personally when I'm fishing. I, I, that would make sense. Yeah. They're making the claim that the birds are being scalped at nighttime. That's what the initial push to close the skyway at night was. Now they want to push for an overall closure. Wow. Wow. So we have right now someone who's basically said something, right? They've, they've found birds that are injured. They've said something. And as a result of them saying something, they're talking about taking people's rights away, but there's no real evidence of it other than just what someone has concluded on their own. Just just completely. So, so, just, so essentially it. it would be like if we found, if we were out yesterday and we found yeah. that Gray got run over by a car yeah. and I were to say, well, it was the Russians that did it and then... Dude, it's like an episode of Scooby Doo. And then this, what this is. Then the president says, "Well, yeah. Zach said that something happened, yeah. so let's go to war with Russia." That's. Yeah. I think anyone listening can understand. That I just feel like somebody's pulling the mat, like Fred from Scooby Doo is pulling the mask off of somebody. This is at the end of this. This is a crazy well, situation. I, I would like to bring some more attention to that as well. Is they're saying this is happening at night. The problem with that is birds don't roost there at night. It's a man-made pier. There's no natural habitat or structure to sleep at. They go back to the mangroves. You know, they they go back to their home. Right, makes sense. So they're, you know, they're they would be. What you're saying is, it would be hard pressed to catch a pelican sleeping on the Skyway Pier, so you could scalp it. Like that would be a that would be a feat. 
You know, this, this is right. something that, this is something that, you know, truly you, you guys have a, I, I would imagine from your Skyway Misfits group, you have a lot of anglers based upon their schedule uh, that are fishing the pier at night, correct? Correct. And I've, I've also, I would like to say the only way that you would see a pelican on the pier at night is if it's injured. Um, and the Misfits group is actually working with, you know, the FWC and everything to work on, you know, better conditions for injured birds, as well as a couple of our Misfits members are padding the cages um, so that we can call FWC and have someone transport injured birds. Wow. So there's a little section so that if there is an injured bird, it can be set aside for a licensed transport to take it to a rest or rehab facility. So, uh, hi, Zach. This wow. is Shane. I'm hey, also Shane. one of the members of the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group. Thanks for joining us today. Years. Uh, to add on to that, to add on to that, I, uh, we actually have somebody that is a bird rescuer. And to put into perspective, this bird rescuer came to us and was like, hey, there's a problem with these cages. And in, in the proper conduct, she came to anglers themselves and said, hey, can we come up with a better solution? And we're working on that solution with that rescuer. That is the kind of conduct that we should have initially started instead of these blasphemous, slanderous accusations that we've been at. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can kind of see where I can empathize with that, Shane. Totally, uh, you know, from what you're saying, you guys are taking the initiative with your Skyway Misfits Fishing Group to not only work with people that are qualified, but also with our friends at FWC that have all the research and biologists and ornithologists and such behind them. Uh, and, and you have this other group. I can understand your frustration that they essentially go to the media, it makes it appear that they're just getting attention. And then to ultimately, when attention's brought to it, admit that there's no facts behind the claims that they're making. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit frustrated myself about it after seeing all this data, hearing from all of you. And, and I just wonder, you know, what, what can be done as far as stopping these folks from feeding these birds, it bothers me that these birds are being fed illegally. There's well, one of the things that I'll say that, and I'm I, sorry for interrupting you, but one of the things that I'll say that that is getting to me, and this is this is happening in society as a whole, is finger pointing is turning into taking people's rights away, instead of actually doing an investigation and coming up with a conclusion and figuring out what's really going on. Now we have people that accuse you of something, and as a result, that person that's accused is already guilty and their rights are taken away before anybody can even say anything about it. I've had enough of it, dude. That's like a problem. it fires me up when this stuff happens. That's you a guys honestly ought to be way more mad than you are because if I was you, I'd be losing it right now with the stuff that's going on, the stuff that's being said and the things that are being taken away from you as a result of this. Yeah. So you guys seem like the victims yeah. here based upon any objectivity. Well, that's the thing is our whole goal here is to educate, not to irritate. And that's one of the issues that we've been having is, you know, we want to work with a licensed rescuer. We want to educate to avoid any of these problems and to help people take preventative measures. And we've urged our group, if they see anybody feeding a bird, if they see anything, you know, abuse, anything like that, to report it to FWC immediately. Is the group that's accusing you guys, accusing fishermen, excuse me, of 
Scalping Pelicans, are they a licensed rescue group? They are not. So what are they even talking about? Who are these people? Seriously. Like, go get real. Come back with an investigation. Honestly, I have a lot of choice words to say. I get it. You guys got to be calm, too. I'm a third party in this, so I can say whatever I want. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I, I just this is the kind of stuff to me that just... You know, it, there is no more court. It's court of public opinion, and they just they just destroy people before they even know what's going on. Well, let, let me let me go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fired up right now, man. Point of view, right? Yeah. And we we like Victoria said, this this is not to discredit uh, Pelican Rescue Groups, not at all. No, there's been, they do great work, uh, and there's there's a lot of them out there, but we have a specific situation now. Right. Yeah. And it's been a mutual relationship. We give and they give us some more knowledge that maybe yeah. we didn't know. Or we tell them something that they didn't know. So, Instead of coming in and trying to bash fishermen, you should just came out with a cordial approach. And we would have been more than happy to work with So let me them. ask you this. And I, sorry, I don't mean to keep. Let me ask you, you this, guys. Even, Do you all have a list of Pelican advocacy groups that you guys can post on uh, Skyway Misfits that you're willing ones. to work with? Ones that are real that you guys would like to share that people could support, and and that way we're, we know we're dealing with the right people to help pelicans for real. Is that something y'all could post on there? Because I think we all want to help the pelicans be healthy. Go ahead, guys. I mean, honestly, it's kind of tough. We like to see the autobahn out there quite a yep. bit. Their society is spectacular. Suncoast yeah. Seabirds Sanctuary as well. However, okay. I do know some of this group have members within both of those groups. Well, what I so recommend for just for y'all, you know, to help with the Skyway Misfits and to to help uh, get you know some some involvement in that group. If you guys just take it, take 10, 15 minutes, come up with a short list of the groups that you guys typically see out there and who you recommend that people could actually support. You know, that way you're. In I a think situ- FWC should be number one on yeah. that. Yeah, F- FWC, all right. Yeah, F- FWC. Frankly, they have a great system, and when you have a group of anglers that clearly care about the well-being of everything around the fishery, including the birds, including the vegetation. I mean, let's face it. We've been running. You know, those of us that fish outside of the pier, we've been running grass flats for a long time. And we idle through when turtle grass or manatee grass is around yeah. to save the fishery. And you all, I mean, frankly, guys, the last times I've been to the pier, everybody at the pier is being responsible. The way that they are doing everything, even the guys that hook and catch the Goliath grouper, they are doing it with oversized tackle and they're healthy uh, in their efforts to release these fish unharmed without yeah, a bunch of work. They have, they have uh, tools where they're, you know, able to dehook the fish from far away and all this other stuff. Well, Hey, one, one more thing I want to pick up. Uh, let's go to a quick commercial break. I want to pick up this conversation for one more segment with our friends right let's after this guys. But first let me say, if you're just joining us, that our intention when we talk about this and talking with these folks that are at the skyway every day is that we don't want blame to be placed upon anybody without the proper investigation by law enforcement. It's something that when you look at accusations and facts and lack of facts, you can't be accused of something where there are no facts. Uh, That being said, also, all things should be investigated. If something looks kind of fishy, it really should be investigated because let's face it, 
We're all taught from a young age, telling the truth is the best thing. If you are dishonest, pushing an agenda, you have to ask, why are you doing that? And we're not accusing anybody of anything. We simply want to make sure that everyone gets all the information. If there is a pelican harmer out there, we want to see that sucker punished to the fullest extent of the law. But if there's something else going on, we want to figure that out too. So guys, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back, guys. Tampa Bay, this is Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Welcome to this Saturday morning special edition. We have, if you are just joining us, some folks from the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group that frequent the Skyway Pier that has been under scrutiny lately from a local Pelican group that we've recently learned has been saying a few things that have come under serious question after scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, But guys, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Uh, Before we left off on the break, you had uh, an important point you wanted to bring up. Go ahead. Well, in fact, mentioning the Goliath groupers, for instance, if if we do catch a Goliath grouper, uh, our group has come into contact with a few hiccups here and there. We've learned over the years that taking carabiner clips and sliding them down rope on the line, yeah. pulling in opposite directions, pops the hooks out. We've even gone the extra. We've even gone the extra mile to go ahead and file off barbs on hooks if we're gonna go and do this. So that's we're, awesome. We're, we're, we respect the animals. This is this is how we. Hey, get if you away keep it tight, you don't need a barb. Yeah. And you know. It, if, uh, for example, earlier on in grouper season, I caught a juvenile Goliath grouper, immediately called FWC to check if we could go ahead and pull this fish up so that we could safely remove the hook and release it back into the wild. Sure. The, right. So, I mean, if you look at this from an outside perspective, the fishermen that are out here have been out here for years, and we've been competently releasing these birds that has not put them to an extinction level right and they've surviving before before this group decided to come onto the pier we haven't had anywhere near the amount of influx of injured birds or interactions with the humans wow it's because of the bird advocate group that is baiting these pelicans in by five gallon buckets at a time that has caused this like new juvenile pelicans to associate humans with food. If you do that to any wildlife, tell me what happens. It's, yeah, they become less self-sufficient. Interact with the humans, yeah. and I'm sorry, but that's going to create a dangerous situation for not only the wildlife, yeah. but also for the people around them. So, so essentially, in, and I have to ask again, um, the pelican group that has been making all of these accusations about the Skyway Fishing Pier and attempting to shut it down based upon their own admission in their Facebook post the other day, uh, they are not accredited. That's what, to the best of your knowledge, they're not accredited. Um, As far as what I've witnessed in person, not in the least. And they've been taking photographs with birds, which is considered molestation and illegal. That's called harassment. Harassment, okay. 
considered a station of wildlife to do things like that. And I mean, they've documented it themselves. They put it up on their Facebook page. And here's where the issue lies. Handling handling them like that. Um, we've, there's even been videos of them pulling them out of reusable grocery bags. Keep in mind, this advocate group is not licensed to transport these animals. Um, and it's considered harassment of wildlife to handle them more than is necessary. And if you look at some of the pictures that they have up on their site, they're holding and, you know, they're kissing these birds. They're passing them off to other people for photo ops. You know, they've posted their own videos of they're trying to take pictures with these birds and they're holding their mouth closed. And I don't know if you're aware, but when you catch a pelican, they do breathe through their mouth. You have to pop their beak open during the rescue so that they can breathe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was unaware of that, but I know that now. But it causes a dangerous situation the way that they're handling these birds. Okay. And and, and my question is essentially because just to catch everybody up that's listening, uh, Bay News 9, uh, ABC Action News, and uh, a couple others have taken the accounts that were given by the leadership of this particular advocacy group. And they pretty much put it out there that fishermen are scalping pelicans at the Skyway Pier and a danger to the bird's existence, despite the fact that on the advocacy group that made the claim, they've recently admitted that they have absolutely no proof of any such harming of pelicans from human beings or fishermen. So much as labeled Skyway as death row for pelicans. So that they they created this they they're the ones that created this uh, this name this nickname rather for the Skyway Pier. That would be correct. This is this is this is crazy. I mean, and the biggest problem that I have with this personally as a fisherman and as an outdoorsman, which you know I I kind of go just just like back when we were talking with Charlie Chris during the elections and stuff. You know, we see things like guys like Teddy Roosevelt would have done. We take care of all the birds, the other animals, the ecosystem as sportsmen. That's what responsible sportsmen do. To see these unaccredited groups making these claims through media and having them perpetuated, which essentially the problem that I have is this. When people are listening to these sources that they trust, it garners an emotional response based upon something that's completely unsubstantiated in reality. As a court of public opinion, man. And and that's scary because that can take away people's ability to fish at the Skyway Pier based upon the demands of this particular group. And, you know, that that's a whole nother story. It also can take away the ability to come up with an objective uh, 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 conclusion, right, to find out what's actually going on because it, it puts everybody off on this path that is dangerous as far as, you know, we've we've already found the bad guys. We think we know who they are and all this other kind of when stuff. When it's even admitted right. by these people just the other day that yeah. that is in no way factual or true, yeah. but yet the damage has been done almost. Exactly. It's slandered these Absolutely. fishermen. It's slandered yeah. the, the Skyway Pier, the employees that do this. Right. And yet these people, you know, they claim that they're going to continue to go out unaccredited. Yeah. And if they're doing what they did in the past, feeding these birds illegally harassing and handling these birds without proper licensing or documentation right. and likely harassing anyone that tries to stop them. They, this is a problem. Yeah. Puts, 
that's what puts the fishermen at jeopardy. It's gotten to the point now that even fishermen is afraid to handle these birds and help the bird that they have gotten that's injured currently due to this group. If we handle them and manage to do it the right way, which is 99.9% of us, this group may can misconstrue it or use it against us. It's actually jeopardizing these birds getting any form of help properly. So you're essentially afraid that these people are going to come after you and just for their own personal benefit. I think this solution here is to just like like y'all are already doing, which is, you know, you're getting the word out. You're making sure people hear about this. And you're also uh, you're talking with the right authorities. You're talking with the FWC. You know, that way uh, anybody that's, you know, anybody that knows anything would know that the FWC is really where it's going to come down to uh, what the real lo- rules and laws and all that kind of stuff will be. And, and, if that's, you get- and that's the thing is the FWC, the FWC is obviously not taking sides. They're in this for the benefit of the environment, for these birds, for right. the animals. Yep. And we follow their regulations very closely. Our members have never had any issue with sitting aside and talking to the FWC. I mean, they're great people. Yes, they yeah. are. We, we work with them all the time. Follow their regulations and to help out everything. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more in, in based upon that. I think the, the thing that for those of you listening at home, I'm sure a lot of you are pretty upset about hearing about this uh, or hearing about this rather because it presents a very important uh, view of the way things are going right now. Gray kind of touched on it. People like yourselves and all the other anglers that go down here, they spend money, they pump it into our local economy, they care about birds, they care about the environment around the fishery, for them to be accused of such heinous acts without any documentation, any proof, or, or even not even any anecdotal evidence, frankly, at this point, none has surfaced, not even so much as an accusation upon anyone. But yet this unaccredited group has a representative that's going around to all the news, you know, and they're reporting this to a lot of people that, hell, I'll tell you what, if I didn't get this information and all the overwhelming evidence to the contrary, I would have been pretty pissed off too, because frankly, I love pelicans. I love the birds around the sea. Yeah. I, you know, ev- everything, I love everything except for maybe ducks during duck season. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's nothing personal. They're just delicious. So, but truthfully, guys, this is something that needs to be looked into because the thought of people being taken and stripped of their ability to fish in the Tampa Bay area, one of the most beautiful and abundant fisheries in the country, it's heartbreaking that someone would have the nerve to, to even, you know, try to push an agenda and take from others. You know, just think of the kids and the families that go the Skyway. It is honestly, it is honestly disturbing. For instance, there was a 10-year-old who was uneducated. He laid his fishing rod down, and a pelican did get entangled. He is 10 years old. This group roasted that poor 10-year-old to the point where he probably won't fish again because of all the slander and the crap they have talked about him. Did they do this? Tell them not to talk to my kid. They put up his picture. They posted his picture even. Hold on, hold on, hold on now. 10-year-old kid, they can't even do that. You're you're saying this group uh somebody get uh, uh, send me some screenshots of that because so you're saying that this group allegedly t- took not only this child and humiliated them in public based upon an innocent accident based upon inexperience like right. hey any kid that's fishing 
And they not only harassed him in public at a state fishing pier, but they also put his image up on the internet to ridicule him and accuse him further? Put, put him up on the internet to ridicule him. And on that same post, the boy's, I'm assuming, father stated that the fish was released and asked kindly once for the person to go ahead and remove the post. And then the second time, after he was again ridiculed, asked for the admin of Friends of Pelicans, hey, can I get some help, please? Because this is not right. He's only 10 years old, and we released the fish. Another false accusation on basis of what? Uh, well, did they actually take the picture of the kid down or no? No. No. Really? Wow. So, so this... So they, they made a, an accusation about a child, and it's on the internet to shame this particular oh individual. God. This is strong. This with, is with, uh, a, with this, a snook. This kid couldn't even enjoy his forty-one inch personal best snook. Like, tell me that isn't like a a lifetime catch for a fish. I think that's a lifetime catch for people you know that are fifty you know years old, you know much name, less a ten you know year old. Name comes to mind here right now. This kind of thing. Oh God, what what are you thinking? Nicholas Sandman. Oh my gosh. Well. I mean, really, I mean, I mean are, are these people not afraid of uh, of being sued? I yeah. mean, the, the, the <laughs> it's one of those things they, that they hold a commercial fisherman in a hot spot and have him posted on one of the news posts. He's a commercial fisherman. I'd be lucky to see if they, he doesn't go after them for interrupting his business and slander. Now, now, what did they do now? Tell me, tell, tell me and the listeners the story. They uh, aired it on the news, and they had a picture of one of our commercial guys that goes out there and catches greenbacks for the shops. Okay. They labeled him as a hot spot, which is where birds are heavily chummed in and run up on. Not one pelican was videotaped or recorded around that vehicle, and the man doesn't sit still. He, he's in one spot for five to ten minutes at most because he's trying to catch his bait and get out of there. I was about to say, right. if, they, if they think that you sit in one spot all day, they've never thrown a cast net at the Skyway for bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rodeo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so they, they put this gentleman that works in the area, essentially they put him on his page and they accused him of something with absolutely no proof of this or anything. They just made an accusation. Correct, and he is a commercial fisherman. Oh my goodness! And he actually has a license to be doing what he's doing. Right, you know, I, which is more credible than the people that are accusing well, him. Of I was, this, so I was about to say, from what yeah, you guys are saying, yeah. they don't even have a license or accreditation. <laughs> right. this. These people don't like facts. I can promise you that. That's what's gotten most of us blocked. Well, yeah. it, now tell tell me a little bit about they they had blocked you. What uh, what's that entail? As of Saturday, they tagged the misfits and pretty much classified us as the 5% that does not care about the wildlife, which is a personal dig and kind of upset us because we're out here struggling to fight for the fishermen and the wildlife. So with that being said, uh, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off one second. We're going to have to go again to a quick commercial break, guys, but we will be right back with the rest of this and more Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Hold on tight. With a little help, we might get closer to solving the Skyway Pelican mystery. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone.
Welcome back, guys. This is Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Welcome to this week's episode. We have our friends from the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group that are kind of filling us in on what's going on with this Pelican issue. Uh, sorry to cut you off with the commercial break. Continue your story. Um, you know, they, they went after a commercial guy who's licensed to catch these baits. Um, the, the, the slander of it, it, the poor guy didn't even have a chance to defend himself. It's just a video. It's gonna... we, you, you just cut out for a second there. Say that one more time. I mean, initially, they're posting as a commercial guy as an issue out there as well, and he's not. He's doing his job. They, he's licensed to do so. On their business Facebook page representing their uh, their group? It's on both of them. It's on their official page. It's on some of their members' personal pages. And a lot of the problems with the stuff that's going on is they're making all of these accusations, but they've been documented, and they've documented themselves, and they've stated... On their posts that they do feed these birds despite it being illegal. So essentially like they're doing what they're accusing other people of. They accuse the misfits of being part of the 5% that doesn't care for the wildlife, yet we obviously have stated different and are showing different. Where are they, if you don't mind me asking, where is this 5% figure coming from? I'm just not familiar with it. I have no idea where they have learned mathematics. Their numbers have got me boggled. Uh, what what are some examples? I'm reading of, actually right here uh, off of their page. It says this page is for people who love and want to help our birds. Any more negative and malicious posts will be by the five percent of fishermen who hate these birds will be immediately deleted. So essentially, and I and Which I don't reading even wanna, that is actually I don't I even want to give this the same reason why after yeah. we read everything we just said that we are not having you know our our questions right. had been answered objectively. Uh, you know I don't want to have a, a these people shouting and, and all this kind of nonsense on the show. Yeah. You're, you're telling I mean, me we, that. We honestly had Victoria and she can attest. She posted a state law about feeding the birds, etc. They immediately blocked her from commenting and she can't post. All of us have been blocked from commenting, yet they have called out the misfits talking about the 5%. Not once have we gone on there with a malicious intent or saying anything negative about friends of pelicans. We just posted facts. That's and it. We don't name call. We don't curse. We don't make false accusations. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because the whole point of this is we all just want to help the birds. And yeah. they're preventing that by refusing to work with anybody. They're refusing to educate the local pop population of fishermen, you know, and it makes it harder on everybody else because, I mean, I've personally asked them some questions, you know, about how they cast net birds and if they're aware of, you know, some of the things that could happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Asked, hold, hold on. Hold on. Uh, sorry, to, sorry, Victoria. <laughs> I, I have to uh, right. big shout out to our friends at Wholesale Cast Nets. Uh, if you're going to buy a cast net, go to wholesalecastnets.com. I had to plug my boy. Uh, but did did you just Don't say they they catch birds, please? They they <laughs> cast. Hold on, they cast net birds. They are cast netting birds, and they're that is their form of rescue is to cast net them and then untangle them out of a cast net to rescue them, or to put them in a laundry hamper. Oh, okay, so here's the story. Oh, my God. This is this is painful to listen to, guys. Go, go ahead. Time out. Here we go. So during grouper season, there are certain spots where we can actually go and fish, correct? There, grouper tend to stay around structure. There's only limited amounts of structure around those. Right. So during this grouper season, at the beginning, when I first came into contact with this group, Myself and a couple of the other misfits were fishing on the back wall of the Skyway Southside Pier. Okay. We used to spend 
Uh, you you just cut out. Say that one more time. And taking those pelicans, mind you, there's no hooks in these pelicans. They're just putting them inside of the cages to get them away from fishermen. Or I don't even know their thought process at this point. Uh, hold on. So so based upon what you were saying, sorry, you cut out a little bit there. But you're from what your observation was, these individuals were just grabbing and trapping pelicans just to take them away from fishermen without any injuries present? Again, I don't know exactly what their thought process is because you're harassing the animals, stressing them out instead of just letting them be. So the the birds were not in any immediate danger whatsoever. They were just pursuing these birds. I can 100% attest to you that not once did they pull line off of these pelicans. Now, there were a couple pelicans after that three-hour period that had gotten hooked on accident through fishermen that were fishing for mackerel because there's a lot of bait, and the pelicans will go after the bait the same way that people are going after the bait. Oh my gosh. Well, you know that, let me ask you guys this because this has been, you know, this is our fourth segment with you all as guests. And I just wanted to really have you enlighten me a little bit about what's going on because I figure the best way to usually figure something out on top of all the data that we've received from so many people and screenshots and everything else. uh, I think talking to the people that spend the most time at the Skyway Pier would be a good idea to kind of investigate this a little further. And my question to you all is, how in the hell is a fishing show on 1025 The Bone, the people that are investigating this the, the most and not you, these news outlets that have perpetrated these things at fa- as facts, rather, when they have been debunked as not having any factual basis by the people that made the claims just a few days ago. Have you been had anyone from any of these news outlets reach out to you to get any facts or your side of the story or anything? Yesterday was the first attempt. Okay. We've been reaching for it for the whole time since the first post aired. We've even tagged it as fake news and they have had our post pulled. We've we've been commenting every single time we see a news article. We've been commenting on it. You know, we've been asking questions. Fishermen that aren't even part of our group are reaching out because they're concerned about the negative effects that these news articles will have when there's no evidence behind it. And I mean, it's a valid concern. Yeah, I mean, I I was at, at first I was pretty ticked off that some you know jackass would have the audacity to harm one of our local birds because like just like you guys i love the pelicans i we make sure that they're safe i mean to hurt that many birds and nobody saw anything come on and the problem is though that now this is looking to be sensationalized and not based upon any objectivity or reality it's starting to make me ask a few questions about who in the hell investigated this and why hasn't this been either debunked publicly retracted or looked into because as we are right now just so everyone listening at home knows they are there are people that are considering community leaders and such caught actually giving this attention as if it were real we're we're talking closing down the skyway pier you need to reach out to folks like our friend congressman charlie christ you need to reach out to folks like mayor rick kreisman and other people and let them know, hey, we do not want to have our rights stripped away based upon things that have admittedly not been real. This is this is heartbreaking, guys. I'm I'm sorry that you're having to go through this. It's just this is crazy. And the worst part is, imagine what the 
birds are going through. They're losing this battle both directions. Well, exactly, because it sounds like the, the people that are actually helping these birds are being harassed by people that lack any type of professional accreditation or designation. And if if these people are truly, you know, if they if the this alleged picking up of birds just for the fact of picking them up to thinking that these people ha- know better than the animal that's there when the animal is in no present danger, that's just harassing and I mean kind of stupid to be honest. Well, the the main thing is one of the founders' comments was that the birds are very cute and they're just so lovable. And I completely understand that. I understand that standpoint. However, you do have to think these are wild animals. They shouldn't be handled, no, in a a dangerous situation. Yeah, everybody learns that when they're five years old. It's like uh, the cat in your living room might scratch your face off. Wild animals, don't go play with the raccoons. I mean, literally everybody learns this stuff i i i have to wonder what in what in the world is is the point of all this because i continue to see the posts that were made and after seeing that these people are admitting to illegally feeding rather the pelicans and they seem to have no remorse for it whatsoever they believe that they are somehow better suited to make sure that these birds are saved and they are blaming fishermen based upon zero evidence and dubious claims in the process. I mean, it almost thinks, do you guys think that they're trying to just build up themselves and get popular? Or I mean, is this a publicity stunt or what is, what is your thought? Because you guys have had the most interaction with these folks. So I'm curious. Uh, we're kind of curious to what the gain itself in it as well. What's the angle? That, that's a great question, Zach. We we couldn't give you a straight answer if we wanted because if if we if there was a logical standpoint, they would be answering all of our questions head on instead of trying to dodge it or removing posts after we go and post it. The responses that we get are with malicious intent, and then we come back with some kind of factual information, and we're getting removed. So essentially, they're silencing any facts or opinions. Position, you would not be removing information that you could probably use learn or educate other people, correct? No, of course not. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all in this together. And objectivity is important because if you're doing something wrong or you're missing a fact that is going to detract you from achieving your goal, I mean, I think any reasonable individual with good intentions would say, oh, well, I I appreciate that. It sounds to me, if you're posting laws and those laws and facts are inconvenient with what these people are trying to do. I I have a problem with that. That is absolutely wrong on so many levels. And frankly, the fishermen deserve to be at least advocated. If if any of you from Bay News 9 or News Channel 8 or any of these reporting agencies hear this, you know, please do not end up on the wrong side of this where you were sensationalizing something that wasn't real. And you allowed a bunch of honest, law-abiding fishermen that care about the environment and the fishery itself to end up losing their rights for what? I mean, and that's, again, what my question is, what in the hell is the point of all this? 
Well, that's, that's the same question that a lot of us have, because if you really wanted to save the birds, if you wanted to you know, make a difference or do a cleanup, you would reach out to the local population. You would bring more volunteers on board. You would, you know, you would want to train people how to take care of situations like that, how to take preventative measures. And I think that's one of the biggest issues is they're refusing to work with anybody. And it makes you wonder what an ulterior motive would be if they're not willing to assist in, you know, educating the local population on how to save birds. Victoria, can I ask you a quick question here? Uh, You had, from what you all had said before, can you verify again to myself and the listeners, you had mentioned that you work with Pelican, folks that are accredited that work with birds and including the Audubon Society of St. Petersburg? Yes, and they've been in contact with us. They were reaching out with concerns um, about this advocacy group that's claiming to be a legitimate rescue, and they've been offering their help with us as well. Hold on. So just uh, let me correct you here. Are you saying the literally the Audubon Society finds this organization to be questionable? Yes, they were expressing their concerns about it and offering assistance in any way possible. Wow, that's, uh, I'm not sure what to say there because, I mean, it's only the Audubon Society. I mean, if you've ever read the little blue books when you're a kid, they pretty much uh, made, uh, wow, that that's a stunning revelation. Hey, Jack, can I ask you a quick question? You're more than welcome to, brother. If these pelicans were in such jeopardy, why isn't the Autobahn Society or the Seabird Sanctuary the ones making these accusations instead of some non-licensed group? I'd say that's a very fair question. I have an answer for that. Go ahead. Because it wouldn't be a news story if they didn't... (laughs) Because if, if they didn't have someone to blame for it, then there wouldn't be a news story. If there was... If the pelicans were injuring themselves naturally or something like that, and this was something that just happens every now and then, then there wouldn't be a news story, right? So they've they've found someone that they can blame. Now, we don't know. We don't know what, what is causing this at this point. You guys have got a theory and they have a theory and it's, you know, I'm sure there's a real answer out there for us. And that's something that I feel like has to be found before any blame is cast. Gray, I could not agree more. I think law enforcement needs to look into every aspect of this. But guys, we have a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. And now, it's time for Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. You can buy me a boat. You can buy me a truck to pull it. You can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets. Welcome back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. This is Zach. That's Gray. <laughs> Looking up? great. Gray's waiting for it. Uh, we have the folks from the Skywave Misfits group here, and we were talking a little bit about how pelicans are diving fast and, you know, can hit these pylons, and we see a lot of it. Well, here, here's, a, here's another instance. Yesterday when I was out on the pier, I saw a lot of birds diving down. I was like, let me go check it out, see if we can, we can pull a little bit of evidence to show and prove that these pelicans are hitting pylons. Because apparently that's an unrealistic option. Based upon based upon who claimed that? Diving right on top of these pylons. We've seen it time and time again. 
Now, now, who who made the claim that it's not a it's not possible for these pelicans to do that? This group, this activist group. Oh, okay. Hmm. We're out of our minds mentioning that that is absurd, but scalping them is not absurd. That's uh, yeah. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. not sure what to say. <laughs> it's this all seems kind of kind of wild, frankly. I mean, let's think about it, Zach. If you were a pelican and somebody walked up and scalped you, would you return to Skyway for somebody to rescue you? Probably not. Oh no. Pro- probably not. You know, it's it just uh, I, this this whole situation. It seems like anyone that put any amount of research or logic into it could see that the claim that fishermen are responsible for this is is a bit a bit far fetched, in my opinion. I, I've even gone the extra mile, Zach. I've gone and asked people that I haven't talked to in 20 years now for an objective point of view of what they thought of just the Pelican group. I didn't put in my opinion. I didn't say anything else. I just asked for an objective point of view. They said that the Pelican group may have had their hearts in the right places, but the way they're going about this is a radical extremist way of going about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I could... I can see that. Uh, frankly, I, I just wish that they wouldn't have put something that's not based in fact on the news and then had to wait until backlash and controversy to actually admit, hey, there isn't any evidence that supports this theory. It's our opinion. I mean, that's just kind of uh, that that took my trust away. And unfortunately, that's when I said, you know, I'm not going to you guys have answered all the questions I was going to ask you yourself. I'm not going to have them on the show to yell at us and make accusations because from what I'm hearing from you guys today, I, I don't, I don't think anyone with a reasonable mind that looks into this with any depth or, you know, reason is going to draw the conclusion that the things that are, they are doing, including breaking the law are justified. Well, let me ask you this, Zach, because, you know, you mentioned this earlier as we were first uh, kind of queuing this whole thing up. Um, you originally had uh, invited them on the show. That right? is correct. And from there, uh, you know, as m- more information came to light, uh, they actually made a post yes. that said that you had uh, decided not to have them on the show, right? Yes, and which which was absolutely ridiculous because I've saved, of course, all of the the transcripts of my uh, welcoming interactions with them, rather welcoming. The person I'm not going to name her name, but I welcomed her to join us on the show because, of course, I mean, what, yeah, why, why not have both sides of it and everything like that? But why? they actually, they actually made it out to be like that you would kick them off the show, like you weren't going to do it. When, when people, when I haven't even had the opportunity to speak with somebody or ask them questions, yeah, and then they answer the majority of my questions that I had anyway while insulting us based upon that's things a very that aren't, strange thing. I mean, that's not even what they said wasn't even real. I mean, right. clearly we're starting to see a pattern here. Yeah, but. I mean, I have. I think that's a big fact. That, honestly, it's, uh, do they not think people are going to find this out? Right. I mean, there's this is technology, 2020, 2021. I, <laughs> yeah, Zach doesn't know what year it is, but yeah. but people can look at screenshots. They can see history. There's the Wayback Machine on the right. internet. I mean, do people think that they're not going to be yeah, found exactly. out in these no, lies? It's it's, it's, it's a, absurd. It's a it's a strange it's a strange situation, honestly. But uh, so as more information came to light, they decided that they would accuse you of not allowing them on the show, um, which is a really strange thing to do. Yes, but, and at that point, um, I I 
I messaged her. I politely said, ma'am, essentially, you know, based upon this irrational stuff that you said in this post unprovoked, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I'm it's, going to have to rescind our invitation yeah, because I obviously. don't see any productive. The entire purpose of our exchange was to be objective and have some kind of productive middle ground uh, between the two groups. But from what I'm seeing, it looks like it's a one-sided thing and either you can agree with these people or they will silence your voice or, you know, whatever this or call a foul when there really yeah, is nothing this wrong. This 10-year-old yeah. child that has been essentially online bullied by these We've people. Been, uh, what do yeah. they call this? They call this doxing. Well, essentially, if they were to give away his, his personal information and yeah. stuff like that, but this isn't right. No yeah. reasonable person, if they were given all of this information about what has happened, as we have collected over the last week, can, can look at this as... Uh, in my personal opinion, I don't see these people as productive whatsoever. And frankly, and go ahead, go ahead, I Victoria. Agree. Um, I I even after all of this, I made a comment to them, and you know, I offered to have a sit down. We we have been harassed by a couple of their members, so I asked if they could just rein in those members so that we could have a productive conversation and sit down. That's reasonable. I think work with them, you know, I'd be willing to be an advocate and a voice for both birds and the misfit crew, as well as all the other fish. Sure. And then about an hour later, they had replied saying they had never heard from me, you know made an attempt to reach out and i just i felt like it was it was disrespectful let me ask you this uh you you would message these people do you have screenshots or did you send these through facebook messenger um i actually posted it on their page they had posted a very that shows that they left you on red essentially they posted a, a slanderous thing about our group by wow. name as well as some of the members of our group by name and i had responded with a bulleted list you know, stating the facts and debunking all of their accusations. Um, there was another person who made a comment who had been in bird rescue for 25 years and was asking, you know, why the two groups aren't working together. I explained, we've made efforts to reach out. And then the, the bird group that they asked me, you know, we've never heard of you. We've never heard from you. And I said, okay, well, you're hearing from me now since I reached out to your founder. And I'd like to have a sit down with you. And then about two, three hours later, they said another comment, again stating after I asked for a sit down that they had never heard any requests from me. And I did it on their public page in the view of the public for anybody to see. Huh. And I have the screenshots. I'll go ahead and send them over to you. It's just, it's ridiculous that we've made so much effort to contact them. And they're denying it because they want to cover their own butt. They want to look like the victim. And that's the thing. The birds are the victims. You're correct. In all honesty, this group doesn't need to exist at the rate that they're going. Godobon Society and the Sun Coast Seabird Sanctuary are more than enough, more than equipped to handle this. Uh, it, and, and I think that that is important that you... The problem that I have is the lack of accreditation, the, th the mismanagement of the way that this information is shared and just the, the, the personal attacks and everything. I, I thought that this was, this was essentially like a rivalry or something. And it, it's turning out that you guys are just defending yourselves from people that are just hurling accusations based upon no facts. And it's being picked up by the media irresponsibly. And they're sending it out to a bunch of unsuspecting people that probably in good conscience want the same thing we all want. And that's for the birds to be protected. And 
th- this isn't doing it. I mean, this is crazy. So Skyway Misfits, I have a question for y'all. Um, you know, now that we've uncovered all my, you know, all the, all these things and we've, we've determined, uh, you know, so much about, uh, what this Pelican controversy is, what is, what, what do you think the solution is and what is the result that works it all out for y'all that makes, that makes things get back to normal for y'all? Um, in my opinion, um, I would love to see the Autobahn Society reach out and work with the misfits. We are more than happy to work with educating fishermen, educating within our group, educating in general. The general population needs to know a little bit more education as there are more fishermen coming out now yeah. due to the COVID, etc. Sure. Right. We have had an increase but in fishermen. Education and proper management between the two groups is key yeah absolutely i i i like that uh one thing i'm going to add the elephant in the room here i think it's important that all of this information collectively whether it be screenshots whether it be any type of photo video documentation i think it's important that we put out a massive for all of you listening and all of those that are on tampa offshore fishing on facebook and the skyway misfits group on facebook We need to compile as much of this information as possible and not only hold accountability to anyone that is purposely misleading things for personal gain, but we also need to make sure that our local news sources are understanding where the mistakes were made and steps are taken to make sure that people aren't misled again when so many people could be losing privileges because of these allegations that turned out to be false. With that... With that being said, Zach, we have also shared any of our screenshots and every one of our screenshots with FWC. And I'd like to bring another thing up. Uh, I know that there that this group has somehow thought that like the internet is going to be disappearing as long as they delete comments. Um, they currently rescinded their idea of saying that oh, we've never said we want to shut down the beer. I have a screenshot right in front of me with the founder of this Pelican group saying, yep, because of people like you, we definitely need to get this pier shut down. And you have that in writing. I have that in writing. And I have our screenshotted responses to that as well, and we'll go ahead and send them over to you. Good. Well, so essentially these people are trying to now hide their position and they're, they're taking the time to actually go out of their way to delete comments that were said as to not have people be able to read them. a lot of comments that anything that we said, and currently right now they're trying to reach out to another group to do their underbidding. Wow. Well, it sounds like you guys have, uh, you know, started to turn things around with these people. And, um, you know, if if this is the kind of stuff they're doing now, um, it just, it really comes down to making sure that uh, everybody knows uh, what we as fishermen can be up against and what it is that we are dealing with on a daily basis from uh, any group that's out there willing to say anything to gain notoriety, profit from it, uh, or, or, even, um, or even slow down the ability for people to, uh, to enjoy their lives. So it's just, uh, it's good that you guys have been, um, you know, giving out the real story. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for speaking up. It's a, it's a tough thing to do. We appreciate it, guys. We, we all appreciate that we're, as fishermen and anglers and outdoorsmen, actually able to have a voice now. 
you were the first one to give us an opportunity, and we will never forget that. Well, we're we're very fortunate that we have the platform that we do, and we're thankful that we are able to reach as many people as we are. Because at the end of the day, the tourism industry has fishing as one of its number one money makers. It does a lot for the community, and folks like yourselves and all the people that fish at the Skyway Pier are a very important part of the fishing industry. And we thank you guys for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you, Zach. All right. Take care, you guys. You too. And thank Victoria. You. Thanks. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Guys, that was the Skyway Misfits group from right here in Tampa Bay. You can check them out on Facebook. They have a group of over 6,000 local fishermen, a lot of those that frequent the Skyway Pier. And it's important to know that the reason why we have them on here giving us this information is to put one point out there to the listeners. We don't want anybody to be accused of anything without proper evidence because when we're talking about shutting down the Skyway Pier based upon no evidence admittedly from this Pelican group, it's one of those things. Hey, if there are uh, individual or individuals out there that are harming these Pelicans, we want them brought to justice. Throw the book at them, the full extent of the law. Nobody needs to treat Tampa Bay wildlife like that. We're the first ones to tell anybody that. We love this estuary and everything that it has to offer. All of our listeners and everybody that you know has fished with us all of our lives, we love this place. But what we do not want to see, false accusations thrown without evidence, investigate. That's why we have good agencies like FWC. But let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to delve into this right after the break. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa. On 102.5 The Bone. Let's go. Ho! Uh-huh. Ho! You are not Welcome back, guys. This is Captain Zach Sturm. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Gray Birchall here also. And we got our buddies from the Skyway Misfits Fishing Group that we've just become acquainted with on this show today. And thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate this. Uh, If you just missed us, you're just tuning in. There's been a whole bunch of stuff all over the news about pelicans being harmed and this and that by people. It looks like it was all just a bunch of, it was somebody's opinion that was done the news. And the actual organization is admitted on their Facebook group, which the screenshots that they have on their post, uh, and I have a feeling that that thing's going to get taken down pretty soon or edited or something. But apparently these people wanted to shut the pier down. Is that a quick question for you? Yes, sir. Infraction of the law is an infraction of the law, no matter how you go about bending the rules, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe everybody's created equal and you follow the rules as they're dictated because, uh, you know, that's just kind of what we do as American citizens. Everybody's equal. Right, so, supposed to be anyway. So one of the question or one of the concerns that the Pelican group had voiced and was immediately addressed was the signs aren't clear or concise enough to be read. Uh, bright blue pass that you have to get. There's a bunch of rules that give you a generalized guideline on how to be properly fishing out there on the pier. Oh, Pat, where, um, where do you... Not to mention that there are bold signs right next to the toll booth that you can read while it takes your minute or more to go ahead and get your pass. Tell, tell, me, tell me about this pass. You, you, you said that the, this rule uh, the, to not feed the pelicans uh, is on this pass. Is that a pass that's given to everyone that's admitted to the uh, pier? It's a pass that 
is literally in my hand right now. I'll read you rule number seven. Feeding birds is prohibited. But what I'm asking you is, is everyone that is admitted to the pier issued one of these? Everybody has to pay in order to get out on the pier, and everybody receives this pass. So essentially, they're literally handed what the regulations are to their person, and they have to have this on them for admission. Exactly. Okay. And now I'm going to read you off the very big, bright, bold sign that is on every single building on that pier. Okay. It says, fish responsibly. Please help protect our seabirds. Hook birds. Do not cut the line. See posters for instruction. Call Skyway Pier Bird Rescue for assistance at so-and-so number. Uh, Rules include, do not feed the birds. Cover your bait bucket. Do not dump bait on the pier. Recycle slash properly dispose of your used fishing line, hook, and other trash. Nets, crates, rescue kit at bait shop, and with bird steward volunteers. Rule 62D-2.013, in parentheses, is code 5 of the Florida Administrative Code prohibits the feeding of wildlife. Please do not feed the birds. Okay, so it's, it's, it's reasonable to say that any persons that are allowed onto this pier, period, are going to be in possession of that list of rules that they have to abide by to be admitted to the pier. Absolutely. It's their pier pass. That's what they have to pay for, and that's what they get to even be allowed to park on the pier. So what in the heck are these folks thinking that they can illegally feed these birds? I mean, no, this- that would be illegal. Absolutely, that would be illegal. It, it, it is a law. I mean, it's a it's a violation of Florida law, one, but also yeah. it is against the regulations for admissions to the pier, which... I take it that if you do not follow those regulations, you can be removed from the pier. Absolutely. It is 100% a removable offense. Well, I, I, I would say if it were me, you know, in my own personal opinion, I'd say get them the heck out of there because they're causing trouble. They're clearly, hey, if they want to get accreditation and they want to be reasonable, if they want to field criticism, if they want to make sure that they have claims that are backed up by objectivity and facts. Hey, I, I'm all I'm all for it. We're all a friend of the birds and the pelicans. Hell, I love the I Gray and I was just I have a freaking beer koozie from the city of St. Petersburg, which a lot of you listening know. The city of St. Pete, there's a big pelican that's on there. It's really on their cool. Logo. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite beer koozies. I mean, I I enjoy that thing. To say that fishermen don't appreciate pelicans you know, uh, that clearly does make sense that these people, I guess, based upon what you're saying, claim anybody that disagrees with them is 5% of, you know, people that are hateful or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really yeah. disappointed that these people are deleting you all in facts and laws from their page because it goes against their narrative. That is just crazy. I agree 100%. Well, so... Go ahead, Greg. I was just going to say, so it sounds like, um, you know, there there definitely is a problem and pelicans are, you know, they're out there getting injured one way or another. And um, it's it's just time to find out what's really going on. And then and then we can figure out who's at fault, if anybody. I want to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I kind of want to figure out what's going on. It, because it, was like, it was like that meme that they had with Trump back in the yeah, day. Where we he was have like, to oh, find what out, is going on? You yeah, have to find out what is going on. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where 
until that's the case where they actually have a conclusion, it really does not need to gain any momentum in one direction or the other exactly. where it's going to take people's ability to go to the Skyway Pier and fish away. Exactly. If there's fishermen that are actually doing this, right? those individuals need to be punished. They're an individual. It has but nothing, it has to, do nothing to do with people exactly. at the pier fishing. And, and that doesn't even seem to be the case right. based upon the admission that's that right. there is literally no evidence of this despite this nonsense that's been reported to trusting viewers of the local TV stations. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I'm sorry you guys are having to go through this, man. Nobody would have known about this up until the media posted it on the news, etc. But we caught wind of them wanting to close up here and we spoke up. And this is where we're at currently. Oh, my gosh. That's the main thing is a lot of places and a lot of people, the fishermen... They want peace. It's a family environment. You know, it's where they go to relax. A lot of veterans, there's a lot of veterans in our group as well, that just want to go there and have a good time. And Amen to that. You know, the harassment that we face makes it difficult. It does. Men don't normally have a voice, which is why the news only puts one side. Well, I'm a veteran. I go out to the pier to get away from my daily stressors. I don't, I don't go out there to get involved in more conflict. I went out to the pier yesterday. I didn't even barely touch rod. You're kidding. I'm worried about making sure that the pier stays open and instead of being able to actually go out there and enjoy my free time. Well, that's that's what bothers me when, when folks that protect this country, thanks for your, for your service. Uh, you know, when, when you're having to be even more stressed about this because you're afraid that your solace is going to be taken away because of things that aren't even substantiated in reality or fact that that scares the hell out of me that's None of us that's not right well right now because of this wow well and the hard is is a lot of fishermen don't have a voice because they don't want to step into the drama or the politics of things like this and i mean and that's the reason why the news coverage was so one-sided is because Normally, fishermen don't speak up, but they started accusing our group of things, and it's the wrong group to accuse because we're over here trying to have a family-friendly environment, you know, educate people, help people out. And if you ever ask around, outdoorsmen, fishermen, hunters, we're the biggest wildlife advocates there are because we want to keep everything clean. You know, we want to keep all the animals healthy. That's the reason why we work with FWC to follow these regulations, to ask them about the fish, to make sure that nobody's taking anything that's not in season, to help these birds because it's it's our home, you know, it's their home too. And that's the whole thing is we're just trying to coexist and have a peaceful environment. These people are interfering with that, and it's causing a lot of lack of sleep. It's, it's emotional trauma for half these people out here that are afraid to even help a bird because they're afraid that they're going to get slandered and have videos taken and their words twisted. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, this cancel culture stuff has become real because you have a lot of folks that are, you know, honest and try to be objective. And unfortunately people are going to try to say, Hey, this person is bad for this and that reason. And, and it's just really sad that the objectivity and facts have been taken out of this. I, I'm actually just, uh, forgive me for kind of going astray here, but I'm looking at your Facebook group, uh, Skyway Misfits. And I'm looking at this group, guys, you have 6,000 members that call this group home. That is a powerful base. 
I'd also like to mention a couple days ago there was another group that was opened um, and it's stopped the Skyway shutdown. And if you go on there and you look at some of these people's comments, it's absolutely heartbreaking because it's fishermen pouring their hearts out. It's, it's fisherwomen, anglers around everywhere. They're pouring their heart out because it's their home. They've made a family out of it. Yeah, uh, I, I can understand. I mean, I, I'm, I'm feeling the emotion and everything here. My, my biggest problem is... I know that as, you know, good, responsible people, we have to, one, we treat everybody equally. Everybody gets their say. Everybody gets a chance. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, we got the opportunity to get our questions answered in the self-written letter that the uh, the folks from this Pelican place had, had done, and it answered all of our questions, and frankly... It scared the hell out of us. I I don't. I'm not sure what else to say because they pretty much answered everything. And Zach, uh, it's it's terrible, guys. This sucks. Zach, can you possibly look at your phone right now? I know you asked us to send you the post of the kid being chastised. Yeah, of course. We did send that to you. Okay, I'm gonna take a look at it right now. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Oh my gosh. Went fishing with my cousins. Um, he posted this to that other Facebook group that nobody likes, uh, but so we won't name them because they suck. But went fishing with my cousin's son tonight, targeting Big Snook, and he laid the hammer down on this big girl. From hook set to shoreline, he beat this fish all on his own. The only snook we caught all night. We were so excited for him. 41-inch personal best for this 10-year-old kid. Kid will have trouble sleeping. Oh, wow. That's that's a nice fish. And so this is the photo that these folks put on their uh, on their page. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. I just got the other copy of this. Oh, my and goodness. This is what we're saying. You know, we're trying to have a home and a family thing and to have children, minors brought into this and attacked. It's just, it's ignorant and it's disrespectful and it's counterproductive. Oh my goodness. This is, this is heartbreaking. I mean, this is, I mean, if I were the kid's parents, I would file suit. I'd file a civil suit because this is, this is absurd. It wasn't my child because it would have been a lawsuit on me because I would have snapped. I know. I Let's put it this way. I know if this group slandered us, I'd be the first one to sue them. And, you know, unfortunately in a court of law, when you don't have any facts or evidence or anything, you tend to have to write a check for judgments pretty quick. So I, I, I can't believe this guy's th- this poor kid. Yeah, that's really, that's really out there. Um, and, uh, you know, just this kind of stuff that this is the kind of stuff that just, this is the kind of behavior that the administration of yeah. this group is condoning. Yeah, and it can't, it can't, it clearly can't, says do, in can't do this that, stuff. Hey, admin, can I please have this post removed? Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but people shouldn't be bashed or bullied on the internet. That, that's that's just something else. Definitely not, and definitely not people's kids. Yeah, you know that's the other thing. I I'm mean, sure. Yeah, the listeners at home, I, I'm sure you guys agree with that. At the end of the day, I'd have to say that my biggest problem with this whole thing is the way that otherwise we have in in the fishing community in Tampa Bay, a really cohesive, good community where everybody works together. It's a hobby where people learn when they're a kid. They the adults can do it, too. I, I mean, some of us have a career off of it. It's a fantastic thing when you have something like this where wildlife is being harmed in the area. Wildlife is a part of the whole fishery, the whole estuary. It's the last thing that any of us want to see happen. I don't understand why 
in this particular instance, you have people trying to say, hey, you know, I, I see that you're saying these pelicans are harmed. However, it looks like these pelicans could very well be, there's an article out of California that's starting to make the rounds on the internet now showing how the pelicans are diving at a very accelerated rate, which is what they do. They're striking the rocks, they're striking each other in frenzies. It cuts them up, kills them, does all kinds of terrible things, but it shows that that occurs naturally. And when people are suggesting, you know, hey, this might be a solution to this serial pelican person, I think that that needs to be investigated just as much as any of these other claims. And we really have to take any claim with a grain of salt. Just the news coverage that has sensationalized this and pretty much taken an unsubstantiated claim and says this is the way it is. I don't like that at all. We're going to get to the bottom of this, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more Tampa Bay Fishing Radio right after this. You're listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa on 102.5 The Bone. Now, back to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. Presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa on 102.5 The Bone. What's up, everybody? Captain Zach Sturm here. Gray Birchall. What's going on? We have had a hell of a show for you guys today. We've been fired up this morning. I, I think it's been super fun. We had the Skyway Misfits joining us, yep. and we also had more of an expert looking at this whole Pelican issue objectively than, honestly, I think anyone at the news has done I'm talking to you, Fox 13, ABC Action News, yep. um, Cynthia Smoot. You know, you folks need to fact check what is going on with this whole Pelican thing, because frankly, if you look at the organization that has been not only touting that they are making these claims and it's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, despite there being no evidence, but we actually had an, we had a pretty awkward thing this week, the woman from this organization, I'm not going to name her on the air, but she actually personally called me all kinds of names that were unsavory on Facebook. I also noticed that the post that was the reason why she was not invited on Tampa Bay Fishing Radio, because it was insane, it has been edited heavily, removing all of the notes about, hey, we have illegal feeding of pelicans done by this group that claims to help the pelicans and everything, which is their words. We didn't post this. They did. But now they're backpedaling, it looks like, changing their story. And we're going to go ahead and post the before and after screenshots of this so you can see that these people that may claim that are unsubstantiated, of course, just like their claims about the pelicans being hurt by people. Right. They don't carry any weight. They're, we're talking about people just throwing allegations, hurling them out irresponsibly. And if it was, gray, on, the, it, if it it was on the internet once, it's there forever. Because, I, I think some yeah, of these people don't realize that yeah, too. I mean, know? that's you just you can't say stuff that's that I mean, it's going to get if it's if it's wild and crazy for sure, it's going to get screenshotted. But absolutely, um, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Of course, uh, it looks like the weather's starting to turn where we're Finally. actually having some fishable fishable weather. 
This uh, weekend is looking fishable. It There's is. No question. We had the opportunity to get out, caught some the usual reef fish, the snapper, the hogfish. It was a fun day. Yeah. Uh, myself and Curtis Yandel from Rivard Buick GMC, oh, nice. our good friend over there, that just sold me an SUV this weekend. So I, I don't know how in the hell he does it, but yeah. you know he's magic. Go see him, Curtis at Rivard Buick GMC. Great friend of ours. But. Uh, Went with Travis Redder as well, our friend. You may know him. Travis is a great guy. He is, and uh, it's it's going to be fun. Hopefully, Gray and I are going to go out with our friend Brian Ruby this weekend. Yeah, and get on some some hogfish and everything. Uh, got a chance to go with a new client of mine and catch some fish and show them a little bit about how we do things. So. Big shout out to them. If you guys are ever wanting to learn how to offshore fish on your boat. Give us a call or check out Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook. Send us a message. We do offer consultation services to show you pretty much how to fish like we do and the pros do from your own boat. And you can use, you know, the numbers and you can use the, you know, skills we teach you yep. when you're out there by yourself. There's so, certain things that work and certain things that don't. It, and uh, Exactly. It takes, but I'm so happy to be out again. It's, yeah. It seems like it's been months, you know. I know it's, it was really bad. Uh, there was this time period where it seemed like we got a cold front every single weekend yeah. and, uh, and that was really wearing me down. And then of course we also would run into this situation where, you know, they would be like, Oh, it's going to be one and a half feet and you'd get out there and it'd be three and a half feet, you know? So there's, there's that, that's always a problem as well. Um, but you know, with these water temps and everything that's been going on lately, uh, you know, you're still in that hogfish bite. You're still, no uh, doubt. You know, you're still getting uh, obviously strong mangrove snapper bite offshore. Um, Even inshore too. We're getting yeah, nice and ones inshore. in the bay. That's you know, right. And inshore, 15, 16 inch mangs. Curtis plus. had one that was almost 20 inches from an inshore inshore yeah. uh, on uh, last week sometime. But uh, you know, it's just it's really nice with that. Um, there are some temp breaks starting to come in uh, a little closer, getting up to like 68 to 70 degrees. It was about 140, 150 feet on on rip charts. It was saying yeah, that. I've been watching them on rip charts. 140, so you're gonna start, feet. Yeah, you're going to start seeing um, you know the occasional blackfin tuna move through and stuff like that. You know, you get into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico right now, and it's hot. Yeah, it's 77, 78 degrees in some areas. Right, right, and. You know, I think uh, you're going to start seeing uh, that that hot water move closer to the closer to shore, and when you do, you're going to start seeing some. Uh, you know, you start seeing some blackfin, uh, and that's what we. That's one of the most fun things uh, to catch out here. I think when you're one of the most fun things to eat too. I mean, it is. Just, yeah, it's always it's always a treat. It's never something that you can go out and target and be successful at it because it's very random. Um, you well, know. if some of you guys are new to offshore yep. fishing in Tampa Bay and, and off of, uh, you know, St. Pete and Anna Maria and all that, we have some of the biggest damn blackfin tuna. These are not like the tuna that you're going to find. Yeah, on they're the 25, East Coast. 30 pounds all yeah, day. 25, 30 pounds. You're going to be like, what in the hell do I have? You're going to think you yeah. have Nita or something like that. And then you're going to see that black and gold. I like to call it with a little silver belly. Yeah. And when you see that gold flash that really yeah. pumps me up. And it's just so great to get a blackfin tuna. I remember one of my first ones I caught essentially gray. I was, I was grouper fishing yep. and it ended up hitting, I was using a diamond jig and just flipping around for red grouper and American red snapper. They like and, diamond jigs. Yes. And yeah. I thought I had I've heard that before a black or I thought I had a grouper, a big grouper. So I just locked the drag down and oh, just God. freaking gave it hell. <laughs> it was like a 30 pound 
blackfin tuna and i'm like what in the hell i don't i don't even think this tuna knew what to do because when i realized yeah. just the sheer luck of this thing not bending the hook yeah. the fact that it was fighting against me up and down and i just winched it up and truthfully it wasn't even i think there were two of the treble hooks that were in it so i had a little bit of that's uh, good a little bit of forgiveness there. yeah forgiveness but uh yeah they're out there guys they're starting to come around and we hope that you guys catch them and show them, post them on Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook if you get them. If you're not a member, uh, join Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook. It's awesome. We are on there all the time. It's really the future of communication and entertainment between fishermen that you know do what we do. The other thing that I really like about Tampa Offshore is you get people that post uh, reliable catches and things like that. And it helps me kind of understand what's going on right now with the fishery. When, Who's catching what? When you what? can't be on the water, right. you'll have somebody that is it, on the water. Exactly. So you can figure out, okay, these guys are catching hogfish and maybe they're in 60 feet, right? And that kind of thing. People will give you that advice too. Yeah, they will. They'll say that. It I mean, may not, I'm not going to say I'm catching hogfish at uh, 27.083. Yeah, if, yeah, you know, if you I'm not don't, doing that. Exactly. If you know where to go and you have your spots... You'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to hit one of my spots in 60 feet or I'm going right. to hit one of my spots in 40 feet or 70, 80 feet, whatever. And a lot of that has to do with the water the, temperatures and things like that yes. in those areas and the, what's attracting those fish and the bait that's around. The depth alone everything. is not going to help yep. you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so and also I'd say this, you know, one thing that's important and actually drives me nuts about Travis Redder's boat. Uh, having a, a, a thermometer for the water is really important and he Very. doesn't have one on his. It drives me up the wall. He also has a Garmin too. I mean, I'm a okay. Simrad guy. I'm a little bit biased. I, I prefer okay. my Navico stuff, but <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get him to uh, turn, make that switch sometime this year. Yeah. Maybe you need to talk to him about it because having a water, having the ability to measure the water temperature really helps a lot. And whenever I'm out on the East coast, that is one of the most effective things that you can do is find that temperature break because I know the general area based on like rip charts and stuff like that, but I watch the, you know, the bottom machine the entire time, you know, and I'll be seven, 800 feet of water. I'm not looking at the bottom. I'm looking at the temperature changes right. in that area and I want to find the hot side and then right where it changed so that I control that area. And that's typically where you're going to find pelagics. So all that stuff's really important, of course. Getting back down to where the information's coming from, we use rip charts for that. It does show you, um, gives you multiple updates per day on uh, all kinds of different things. Sea surface temperature, altimetry, which is your um, water heights, which is really important as well. Um, that'll that'll kill the that'll kill the pelagic bite if it's bad. Yep, I've gone out and fished in dead yeah. ocean, yeah. Uh, plenty of times and I've gone out and killed it when it was upwellings, downwellings, all that stuff is yeah, really important. all those nutrients. It's where you're going to find the fish. So um, that's another thing that's actually going on right now is it is negative six centimeters out there in the Gulf of Mexico. So the For uh, those of us that aren't bored out of their minds by this, explain what that means, Greg. That means that the <laughs> that means that uh, right now the the actual surface height of the Gulf of Mexico is lower, and that means that it's going to start blowing. Uh, nutrients to the surface and you're more likely to see a pelagic fish, pelagic fish, however you like to pronounce it. I, I um, say it both ways. Because tomato, they're going to travel to the areas where the nutrients are plentiful, right? Uh, so, so that's going to make a difference. Now, in 130 feet of water, 200 feet of water, 
you know, to a thousand feet of water, it means a lot more in a thousand feet of water than it does in 130 feet of water. Exactly. Right. So that's obviously, and that's not a factor too. fishing that over here compared to, you know, if you're somewhere else in the world. But, uh, but sometimes still, we do like to run. I'm, a lot of you guys, now that the weather is changing, you're going to be making those deep drop runs. Uh, you know, the tile fish and such that you're going to find in 500 plus feet. Yeah. You know, 700 plus feet, you're talking about. And everywhere in between, you've got the Kitty Mitchells and mm-hmm. all kinds of great fish, hind grouper. They, they uh, electric reels, guys, it's a way to do it. Squid, those of you that are deep dropping, make sure that you bring plenty of plenty of backup equipment if you're that far off because yeah. if you're that far let me tell you that it's not very forgiving no, fuel forgiving. and everything you got to understand how far in the gulf of mexico you really are when you're the other thing you got to take into consideration is if you're going to be in 65 degree water you've only got or 70 degree water you only have a certain amount of time before you're hypothermic and then true you can die Right now, if you're sitting in 75 you may think, oh, I'm degree sit in water, li- it's not that big of a factor. Yeah. But, but you're going to think yeah. you're sitting in a life vest out there. Oh, they'll come find me eventually. It's a, well, you, I mean, for even for a healthy person, this is what we're talking. We're thinking yeah. somebody, the Coast Guard and those that study this type of stuff, you're talking about able-bodied men. You got to think yeah. if you bring your, your dad, your grandfather or somebody that, you know, may just because of age or even your friends, some people have different conditions yeah. and stuff you could kill them. So yeah. just make sure you figure everything out out there because it's life or death when it you're is. that far out. So I mean, it's, herbs, it's life or death. Anytime. Personal locator beacons. What's the one you have that you can actually text? I with? use and it's called an inReach. Yeah. Um, it's very ironic. The guy that's a Simrad fan is using a Garmin product, but Garmin took it over from a company called Delorum and okay. essentially it uses Iridium satellite network. Uh, I found it to be wonderful. I think I pay like 20 or 30 bucks a month. So it's like a monthly subscription. Yes. And the cool. device itself was only... Shoot, man, I think it was around two or three hundred dollars. Okay. You can buy one used, I believe, just make sure it's not stolen, of course. But go to, you know, Bass Pro or West Marine or Mahoney's. Yeah. Wherever. I'm not sure. It, a lot of times they're hit or miss finding them. Yeah. But look around. It's for a great but- item to have. It could save your life. In fact, it's I believe it saved mine once when I was able to make it to shore. I was having all kinds of problems and I got caught in a storm that was a front. Uh, I had to beach my boat, but if I wouldn't have, they would have been right there. They tracked me all the way to shore and rescue was coming out standing by. I didn't have to pay a dime for that. They had the Coast Guard there and the Coast Guard checked in with me. They were just, hey, we're happy you're okay. Yeah. We're just out here anyway. And I'm telling you, that extra peace of mind is well worth, you know, think about how fast $30 goes or right. 200 or $300. When we're spending all this money anyway, I think. What would you pay if you were stuck on the ocean? Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's you your might, peace of mind. You might only have what one you pay to, you can what pay would you with. pay to save your life? Exactly. You know? A lot of people would, I, I think, uh, give appendages and. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, man, I mean, whatever you, it takes, you can I mean, have my leg. Yeah. But uh, no, you know, getting back to the, the whole thing, we want you guys to be safe out there. Finally, we're having a break in the weather. It's looking like we're yeah. going to stop having these fronts come through and we're going to start getting that spring weather that we all know is indicative of good fishing. What I love about it is there's no there's no afternoon thunderstorm. Right. And, you know, because those can be unexpected or they might come in at 11 instead of four. Right. Yeah. And kick your ass at. Uh, and then I also love it because, you know, it smooths out where it's 
you know, you possible to, to go deeper. Yeah, it is. So yep. I, I think it's the best time of the year, you know, spring and fall to go fishing because you, you do get rid of those thunderstorms that are unpredictable. Yep. And I hate those things. Remember talking about going deep grouper, red grouper or closed past the 20 fathom line, which is essentially don't fish in 120 feet plus for red grouper. Yeah. You can't keep them. There's an actual line on the chart. You need yeah. to make sure of that, but make sure to reference time. it at Gulf yeah. of Mexico fisheries management council. But that's all the time that we have for today. Big thank you to everyone that makes this show possible, especially our friends at Rivard Buick GMC. I got a great new SUV from them this week myself that I bought. I encourage you to go to RivardBuickGMC.com and look at what they have to offer. They're the number one GMC dealer in the state of Florida, and there's a reason for that. Gray, ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. This has been Tampa Bay Fishing Radio. We'll see you all next weekend. Listening to Tampa Bay Fishing Radio, presented by Rivard Buick GMC in Tampa on 102.5 The Bone.